Hi, this is Vermin Supreme, and I never listen to None Taken. In fact, I don't even know what that is. I know what the words mean, but I don't know what it means as a whole. Hi, buddy. Hey. Hey, now we're functional. Tosh had some ideas that um, we could have... We can invite people in, but not have them, uh, just have them muted and they can have shit going on in the chat. And then at some point we can have like, you know, that chick that offered to be like a producer and booker for us. Mm -hmm. Um, she could sort of monitor the chat and raise up stuff. That's like worthy to bring onto the show. Oh, I like that, but we could do that like on Twitch too. Um, I can't like if the chat is open, I can't be fucking looking at it. Yeah, no, no. Like my ADD can't handle that, but you could look right. at it and you can bring shit up on the show. Right. Would you be yeah, interested that would, in that doing would, that? I'd be, I'd be totally down. Yeah, absolutely. I literally said when Natasha was talking about it, I was like, well, that's like what Alan does. He goes on Twitch and like, right. <laughs> Pledge to you that we will root out the communists. Uh, <clears throat> I can't do a Trump voice clearly. No. Is that what that was? I was attempting. Oh, I don't think I have the, I don't know what it is. The ability to, do an impression. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that was the word I was looking yeah. for. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do a really good impression of a goose. Let me find it. it says Alan Goose Honk, but here it is. That's a good one. Uh, I liked it when you did this one. I'm so, going to lean towards pussy. Um, <laughs> I do have a soft spot for my beagles. Want to see my dick? It wasn't. That was a good one when you asked James Fritz if you wanted to see your dick. I play with my tonsils all the time. And then this one. Not, I don't remember that one. Uh, Gay N-words from... Oh, Alan. <laughs> you know, I caught I caught Natasha saying... She said, like, I did not see that. And I was like, Nazi? Uh-huh. I went, whoa. And she's like, you know that's not a bad word. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a term. Like, yeah, I thought I had, like, a recording of you saying a bad word. But all you said was... Nazi. Which I yeah. guess isn't a bad word. You could say it no. more, apparently. Chicks kinda... with dicks that put mine to shame. Okay, I think we're done. <laughs> all right. All right. I think we're all warmed up for a as show. As soon as I said that, I was like, oh, that's going in the clip. Yeah, it was a good one. Sure. It was a good yeah. one. So it turns out I don't have new clips. I just have old clips like this one. The R word. And an unpleasant aroma down there could cast a shadow on the grandest of romances. Oh, that's all. All right. All right. Well, I don't really feel like looking over these clips anymore because if they're not ready by now, who the fuck cares, right? Let's just do a damn show. Um, all right. Uh, can I interest you in a little little? Uh, did you know before I play our opening? Yeah. Clip? Okay. Yeah. Oh, there we go. All right. So yes. um, given, you know, your proclivities that are in all your drops, maybe you do know about this. Uh, how familiar with you of, of the uh, technological significance of dog piss? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Okay. So um, I'm not going to be able to describe like the crystals of it, Uh but would you believe me if I told you that there is a straight line from dog piss to man on the moon? I mean, I'm going to believe you because I'm going to guess that you can. Okay. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I'm ready. So I don't know who found out that like if you, when dog piss freezes, it forms these like crystalline shapes and if okay. you do something where they're like orthogonal to each other, blah, 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 Polaroid, right? So it had to do with like developing film. 
I don't, okay. I don't, I can't explain that part of it, but like the uric acid, whatever. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, yeah. the shapes that it formed allowed polarization and film development. And I don't think they still use dog piss, but that was, and how did you know, that go, get them to the moon? Well, we're not there yet. So that leads to spy planes like the U-2 spy plane. And then there's competition between that, which leads to satellites, which leads to rockets, which leads to we landed on the moon. Sort of. I I get it. I get it. That's pretty wild, right? If it weren't for dog piss. Do you know what the I'll ask you what did you know? Okay. Do you know what the term uh, you don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of refers to? I just thought it meant like you're in such a bad shape that you don't have a said pot to piss in or a window therefore you have dog i mean you have i think it's pretty straightforward <laughs> no so it actually it, it refers to something so in the olden days maybe i don't know 16 1700s whatever tanners leather tanners mm-hmm. would use urine to tan leather and hmm. so people who were very poor would sell their urine to these craftsmen and so if you're very poor that's what you would do to make a little bit of money. Right. Mm. Um, and so the term is, well, you're so poor, you don't even have a, like a vessel to, to, to convey your urine to the tanner. Right. That's, wow. that's what about the window? Yeah. That's just something. Just that's just spice semantics. it up. Yeah. yeah. I exactly. wish there was something about the window Shit, to the window, to the wall. Yeah. Oh yeah. To the sweat drips down our balls. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Dog piss. On our hey, balls. We're all over the place. We just are like, all like, over the place. And guess like, what? I got an opening clip that's got nothing to do with anything, but it's going right, to start right. the show just fine. Ready? <laughs> Ready. 911. What's your emergency? Yeah, somebody's just broke into my house. Okay, we'll get a unit over shortly. Okay, please hurry. Real quick, can you verify your race for us? I'm black. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm sorry. I'm white. I'm, I'm full white. Okay, can you answer a few questions just to confirm? Okay. Okay, how do you feel about Black Lives Matter? All lives matter. Nice. Did OJ do it? Yeah, he did it. Okay, who's the best boxer in the United States? Jake Paul. King of R&B. Justin Bieber. Okay, last question. Say ask. Oh. <clears throat> A- <clears throat> X. Oh, fuck. Y'all let me in this damn house. Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. Hey, that's the intruder. The lady that tried to get into the fucking ready. house on Halloween last year. Oh, yeah. Are you recording? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Boom. episode number uh, 313 of Not Taken, where every week, um, shit, what is this? Shout out <laughs> to two new, child, God, two political nomads of two different worlds. God damn, shout out to Reverend Payton's big damn band for the use of their song, Ways and Means for Intro Music. It's the worst intro we've ever done. <laughs> it's a great day for America, though, Alan. We are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland in Madison, Tennessee, all the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California, here to uh, share way too much of our tragic personal lives, um, talk about current events, 
trying to do this without reading because I just lost where the fuck I am on this. Please subscribe right now wherever you're listening to this. We don't have an advertising budget. Y'all are ads. This this moment right now should not be what you use as an example for this. But remember us during Friendsgiving. Tell your friends about us. You've given us reviews. You told your friends about us. But talk about it at Friendsgiving. And uh, yeah. head on over to FungibleNunTakens.com to shop with us. Head on over to TrumpGags.com to join the Patreon. We'll be giving away a copy of The Perfect Amount of Wrong, The Rise of the Alt Comedy on Chicago's North Side, written by friend of the show, Mike Bridenstein. We'll be giving that away on our Patreon soon to the Patreon subscribers. So subscribe to get your name into the raffle for the win. And, um, oh, one last thing. Head over to SlickitsDigital.com if you need help with SEO and marketing. SlickitsDigital.com. Alan? Hell yeah. What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Another show is upon us. Hope you all having a good week. Um, I did not really get up to all that much uh, personal life this week. Tim texted me yesterday, and he was like, hey, man, you want to grab a beer? We're on your side of the uh, the bay. And I was like, man, I'm still at work. Maybe later. And uh, yeah, I think by the time I got up, they were already long gone. So um, that didn't happen. But hopefully, you know, next week, perhaps. You didn't do shit this weekend? Not me either, man. Tasha was out of town. Like I said, it's like, hey, the living room's oh, yeah. open. You know, it was pretty much all I did. I didn't get out of the house. Uh, watched college football all day Saturday. Friday, right. I went to D's. There was live music. It was good. It was, um, uh, I think they called it hillbilly jazz. No, no, no. They called it. It's like country western jazz. I it was it was an Weird. interesting sound. I, um, you know, it wasn't like saxophone jazz. You know, was, I was going to say, were there yeah. like saxes no it was more of like the vocals like jazz. no the vocals were just more like i hear the blues are calling toss salad and it's like our scrambled <laughs> eggs but a little bit more western swing to it you know fraser got it <laughs> i might have enjoyed you. that i don't know i fucking love fraser god damn it uh National i hate that i should have watched the new season well right I don't know where the new season is. It's probably on Peacock. I'm not written. I don't Peacock. know where it is either. It's yeah, out there somewhere. Never mind. Yeah. I don't like it that much, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't do shit. Um, I would. I uh, I was going to go shooting with a friend over the weekend. They canceled plans. I think it's because I canceled plans on them the week before, so I don't blame them. Um, it was fine because I didn't want to leave. And I went running with the dogs. I haven't gone running in a long oh. time. The dogs loved it. They were like, this is really. Fun. I was going to yeah. say, you're not really a running guy. You do the bike. Yeah, well, I mean, I like running, but my knees started hurting, my back started hurting, yeah. and then I got rid of my tool bag backpack that I'd been using for years, and I started carrying a bag, and all oh, my back pain and knee pain went away. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. How about that? Was, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> it's the next segment after the comedy. Can we get into the comedy clips? Oh, well, let's do wait. it. Natasha's been asking me, listeners have been asking me, when our buddy Drew called in last week, you said, I'll tell you why we're recording on a Wednesday. I've been dying to know, why were you recording on a Wednesday? What happened on Thursday last week? Or was it just work-related stuff? Uh, it was just work-related stuff. Oh, damn it. Yeah, it All wasn't right. anything great. Right. What were people speculating? Nothing. Natasha just brought it up. I'm trying oh, to make okay. it like That's a bigger deal than it was. <laughs> I mean, it crossed my mind, too, when I edited it. I was like, what the fuck did he just say? I'll tell you why. You didn't tell me. All right. You keep, don't keep secrets with your co-host, Alan. I'm Understood. Okay. Understood. All right. Uh, let's start off, as has been tradition and is yet again, with a comedy clip from Young Thrash Lad. Mm. Um, this is a bit about colonization. The comic is Ben. Ben Wonders. Ben. <laughs> ben Bankus. Ben Bankus. Spelled exactly okay. how it sounds. I almost just opened up his. Okay, ready? 
Uh, here we go. Now there's the whole thing about like decolonize. You know about this? Shit? <laughs> no, the Jews are like I've never heard of They that. zoomed in on a guy with a yarmulke. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in the Torah about decolonizing. No, people call like saying that to white people. They're like, you're a colonizer. Like as an insult, it's like, bro, that's a kind of a big accomplishment. <laughs> What'd you do? Show up 300 years later and ask for welfare? Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> is there, is there... There's people clapping and then there's people looking off into the distance. <laughs> what the f- is this? Sh- <laughs> I want to go back to the Palestine protests. <laughs> You know what, Thrash, it's funny. I just, I think, I guess I got myself caught off guard. I didn't check that one before. It's a good joke. It just caught me completely off guard. I think we should have warmed up into that one. I got to say, that's my fault for putting that first. Uh, But that's a good bit. Yeah. Uh, It is kind of a compliment. It's like, it's like, I mean, it's a bad compliment, but, you know, it's like, yeah, well, what did you do? Yeah, that's right. It's low key a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, this is... Who's this from? This is from T-Bone. T-Bone sent a couple of them in, uh, but this is the one we're playing. Let's not be confused. I don't want to be Republican, but I don't want to be a Democrat. This is Sophie Buttle, B-U-D-D-L-E. She doesn't want to be a Republican, but she doesn't want to be a Democrat either. Either. To me, the Democratic Party is very loserish. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> very loserish group. To me, the Democratic Party is like... When you have a crush on a guy and he's really hot, yeah. Does she have that Toronto accent that I keep hearing about? A little bit. Okay. See you out. You're on a date. It's going so good. You're sharing stories. You have chemistry. You're laughing. So you go back to his place with him and then you're like making out and you're like, oh shit. And then he can't get his dick hard. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? That's the Democratic Party. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like, really? We're not going to do anything? (laughs) (laughs) Even Taylor liked that one, Alan. Well played. Yeah, that's pretty good. We're not going to do anything? (laughs) Uh, Josh sent this one in. Um, My only note on this is man. And knowing what Josh sends in, I think this is going to be pretty offensive. This is, um, (laughs) who is this? Who the fuck is this? Rue comedy? That can't be right. Joey, Joey Tepedino, T-E-P-E-D-I-N-O. 20 years ago, if a feminine man was like, I'm a man, conservatives would have been like, you're not a man, my uncle's a man. He, was, he worked in a coal mine until he was 87 years old. He raised three kids. You're a woman, pussy. Mm-hmm. Now if a feminine man is like, I'm a woman, conservatives are like, no, you're not, you're a man. <laughs> 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 that's my whole joke. That's it. That's it. Oh wait. I the mean, fuck happened. Uh, there we go. That's what's left. All right. That was good. I like that one. I feel like I have to get out of it quick because I don't know what's coming. Uh, thank you, Josh. That's Felina's Josh. Um, this is Irish English. Way sent this in. I saw this a couple of weeks ago. Somebody else sent it into. I wish I could give them credit, but once Way sent it, it was one of those ones where I was like, oh yeah, I meant to play that. I am from Ireland. I've been living in your country for nearly nine years. Katie Boyle. B-O-Y-L-E. Have you a valediction, Boyle? Is that, or is it Boyo? Boyo. Boyo? B-O-Y-O, yeah. You're, we're... Have you a valediction, Boyo? That's from L.A. Confidential, uh, right? L- yes, yes. It's a weird thing. just rattles around. You knew that, too. I did know that, okay. yes. Okay, all right. Sorry. I love that movie. Yeah. Should I restart this? I'm sorry. 
It's fine. <laughs> Have you valediction, boy? Who says that in the movie? I don't remember. Uh, it's the the police captain. He yeah, says it too. Yeah. All right. I, I should rewatch L.A. Confidential. That was a good movie, huh? That was one of my favorite movies. I think I might have been the one telling you, like, yeah, you yeah. I hadn't watched it before. I yeah. mean, but you know, it was only like ten years old then, not thirty like it is now. Right. Hey, I'm from Ireland. I've been living in your country for nearly nine years, and I have to say, Americans can be quite xenophobic. What? Uh, and the ones who are the most xenophobic also claim to be the most patriotic. And I'm like, mm, nobody loves America more than an immigrant. <laughs> we are the true patriots. I gave up affordable health care to live in this pyramid scheme of a country. <laughs> and I'm still here. <laughs> also, America has gotten a bit worse since I've moved here. So every time I go home, I have to defend my decision to stay in this country. <laughs> like I'm in an internationally domestic abusive relationship. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know him like I know him. <laughs> I'll never leave. <laughs> I actually thought the fact that I speak English would at least be the easiest thing about emigrating to this country, but it's been a bit insulting because I found out my English is so bad that it convinces Americans when they meet me that Ireland does not speak English as a first language. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've been told, oh my God, your English is so good. <laughs> and I've had to respond by saying, thank you, it is my only language. <laughs> I am from Ireland. Uh, that's pretty good. Thanks, Wayne. That's pretty good. Uh, and I got... Okay, so I found this one. This is uh, comic John Roy. John Roy's friends with Brido and them, isn't he? Seems like he should sounds be. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, sounds... Um, John Roy, anti-Semites. Some people hate Jewish people. I don't understand that. Because when you argue with them about why they hate Jewish people, they always give the same reason. They're like, because Jews love money. <laughs> Doesn't everybody... <laughs> Is anybody on payday going, don't give me that shit? <laughs> that shit's for Jews. <laughs> Pay me in fireworks. <laughs> Mountain Dew. I'm glad there's a recession. A lot less Jew devil paper going around. <laughs> and when celebrities get caught saying anti-Jewish things, they say they were drunk. That's what Mel Gibson said. <laughs> Helen Thomas, John Galliano. I've never bought that excuse once. Because I've been drunk a ton. <laughs> and never once have I been like, dude, I think those beers are kicking in. <laughs> How can you tell? Kind of started to hate the Jews. <laughs> I finished that third fat tire. They seem quite suspicious. <laughs> And you've never looked at your buddy and been like, dude, are you even cool to drive? Yeah. Gives him a look. What do you think of the Jews? <laughs> I think they started all the wars. Give me your keys. <laughs> Some people hate Jewish people. Oh, I tried to stop it, but I hit the Taylor Swift sound twice. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to do it twice in a show. I apologize. I won't do that again. Uh, where are we at? Okay. Alan, you sent two in, and I don't think we have time for both of them. Do you want to play the Coos one or the 911 one? I think we'll do the 911. I was hoping you'd say offensive. that. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> so this is uh, Simon King. 
Simon King, uh, we played him a couple of weeks ago. You probably know who he is as a comic. He's the one where I was like, even if you disagree with him politically, you go argue with him. I'm not fucking arguing with him. Right. Um, right. I, I have a theory. Should I, should I give my critique of him before or after we hear it? I think it might be good to hear before you observe it. Sure. Okay. He reminds me of, I almost said Dan Carlin. George Carlin's like organized and, and driven like rant style, targeted mm-hmm. rant style, and Robin Williams' mania. Ah, it's like it's like that. if Robin Williams was like a little less cocaine, a little bit more Adderall, maybe, you know, <laughs> do you know it's what I admire about the 9-11 hijackers? <laughs> <laughs> They're get up and go. <laughs> See, <laughs> when I was young, I was in flight school. I had a job waiting for me, but I was too fucking lazy to go every day. These guys had nothing but a face full of flaming building waiting for them. And they went every wow. single day. Admittedly, they got to skip the classes on landing, but they fucking went every day. <sighs> and you know why? Religion. That's the only thing that will motivate people to do batshit insane stuff like that. The weaponization of religion is positively fucking pornographic. The fact that someone would take someone's faith and use it to turn them into a killing machine is disgusting. Every major organized religion has had a terrorist act, except for Buddhism. And maybe Uh, they did. Maybe a guy with shaved head and robes on went into an olive garden and didn't order anything. And how the fuck it works. (laughs) We just felt guilty because he only had water. You brought this on yourself, Jihad. I don't know. Did you hear that? Like, that's totally wrong. Nobody does that for science. No one martyrs themselves for science. No one's jumping on a commuter bus with dynamite under their lab coat going I saw Salise is the only true triangle (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I (laughs) what about those people in Japan that were killing all those people didn't they have some sort of motive that was more was that that was more than just that wasn't religion right that was like a that was like a cult it was there there definitely has been violence among Buddhists oh yes yeah but still the joke's funny yeah Yeah. right it's very funny he actually he kind of reminds me a little bit of a like those rappers that just kind of just go off on tangents. He kind of has that kind of flow. Rappers? Right? Oh, what? Like those like rap battles. Yes. Like, okay. okay. So like so freestyling like and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 He certainly gives you that impression, right? It's like really well polished. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like it's a delivered rant, but it's rehearsed and structured Definitely, and everything. Yeah. 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 He's done that in front of a mirror a few times. One of the best. I think he's done it in front of an audience thousands of times, and that's why he's yes, good at it. Um, all right. I've got... Uh, let's get into our oh, segment. We've got Aussie Talk. We haven't played an Aussie clip for a bit, uh, at least yeah. a couple of weeks. Um, this would be Aussies going to uh, catch a flight to go see the Northern Lights. Oh. This is me if I were Australian, I and I was you. going to see the Northern Lights. See, Thank you. you for choosing Jet Blue. What's your destination? Norway. <laughs> going to see the Northern Lights. Norway. Nor- Northern Lights. Yeah, they glow green and purple. Even yellow. It's oh. also known as the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> the Aurora Borealis. The Aurora Borealis. Stop. Headphones? This is me if I were Australian. Okay, and- <laughs> thank God. Okay. Oh, Aurora Borealis. I was trying to find Alex saying, oh, no, but I can never find that clip. Too many clips. Uh, we got... Okay, so last week we talked about girl math, and uh, I know we're like the last podcast on Earth to talk about girl math. We might be the first podcast to talk about dog math. Mm. Okay, we've had boy math and girl math, now we have dog math. Okay, to start, when there is 15 balls out, but one goes under the couch, I now have zero Zero. balls. That makes sense. (laughs) When you leave for three hours, it's three hours. When you leave for three minutes, it is also three hours. Checks out. Checks out. Dinner's always at five o'clock. When it's at 5.03, you're two hours late. When it's at four o'clock, you're also also two hours late. Okay, we've had uh, boy. Yeah, yeah, that voice is pretty obnoxious. I'm sorry. Oh, that was okay. Yeah, yeah. Dog owners will agree. Everyone will agree, though. 
never that voice on the show again, and I apologize. Yeah, let's, let's uh, We got a quick hitter here. This is USB, a joke about uh, oh, video subscriber, Patreon subscribers. You got that. That's a free one for you. I don't know why it's free for you. I ruined a joke for you, just for you. All right, shut up so I can edit this out. Um, all right, we got a quick hitter here. Uh, it's about the USA, Alan, and it's it's mm. greatest it's greatest rivalry. If the USA is so great, then why was USB invented? Oh, how about that? <laughs> they had the conspiracy music too, so you knew it was real. Yeah, yeah. totally. Did. Why would there be USB if USA was? Yeah, I mean, is really got us. What does USB stand for? Universal Serial Bus. Dude, yeah, nailed it. Oh, because I, I worked at Staples <laughs> in two thousand four. Uh, do you you know who John Cena is? Obviously, did you ever watch him wrestle? No, I was never a really big wrestling guy. Um, I got into it when my friends got back into it, but even when I was a kid, I wasn't into it as much as everyone else. Um, but there's like a running joke that he's invisible, right? (laughs) It's not a running joke. He goes like, you can't see me. That's his way. Like, yeah, I don't ask me to explain what it means. I think this is that Gladys something. This is like that old actress that's famous for being old in movies. She was probably young at one point. No, my granddaughter, who is an avid fan, said that I wouldn't be able to see you. I can, I can explain. So I'm Oh wait, Gladys also remember last week we talked about Asian names. Yeah. Totally first generation Asian name, right? Is it second generation when you're the kid of the immigrant? Or is it first generation when you're the first one born here? First one born here is first generation. Okay. That'll be my definition from now on. Okay. Okay. So she says people can't see you. Uh, A bit of a rabble rouser. How exciting. And one of the things that uh, younger people know me for is this ridiculous dance maneuver where I wave my hand in front of my face. And I say... You can't see me, but I don't say it like that. I say, you can't see me. Oh, it's got to be, you can't see me. That's pretty good. Pretty good. It's fantastic. I'm out of job. <laughs> and, I can't wrestle. And they say that about me, too. Don't worry about she it. She says she can't <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> oh, she says I can't wrestle. That's true. They say it about him, too. That is true. That's very funny. Uh, I've got, uh, speaking of hands, uh, I don't want you to look, Okay. Okay. Um, so don't look and I want you to guess this is a commercial. It turns out you can look cause I forgot I recorded this off of YouTube TV. It won't let me record the video, which ah. is fine. I only wanted the audio. Cool. I want you to guess what you're hearing them say here. Grilled and seasoned with cumin, oregano, and coriander. Finished with fresh lime and hand chopped cilantro. Okay, hand chopped cilantro. Chopped cilantro. Right, what did you hear there? Hand chopped cilantro. That's I, not I hand chopped cilantro. <laughs> it's pretty close. Okay, let me I try it again. See. Lime and hand chopped cilantro. Let me try it. Hand chop cilantro. I think it's hand chop cilantro. Wait, one more. And hand chop cilantro. It's totally hand chop cilantro. It's totally, totally hand chop. <laughs> not like sound like something I want on my burrito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it tastes like soap, right? <laughs> sure. That's what they say. Is it? Yeah, they say that uh, some people think that uh, cilantro tastes like soap. Oh, yeah. Uh, you right. thought that I was saying that hand chop cilantro tastes like soap. <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's not even green. If it's green, uh, you know what they say. <laughs> if it's bad. if it's green, check your spleen. Oh, yeah. is that what they say? I, I think so. How about that? I've heard. Oh, I swear oh, I about that. that. I'm almost certain I pressed that. I remember reaching. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of food, uh, not the last thing, but the first thing was food, cilantro's food. Um, sure. This it's that time of year again, Alan. People are going to hear this before they go to Friendsgiving and talk to all their friends. And it's the time of year where this song gets to be stuck in your head. I see it as a treat every year. 
Greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits, you name it, look! I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rabbits, you name it! You name it! Shit slaps. Oh, God, I fucking love that song. It's like 10 years old and it still gets me every year. (laughs) Greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, fuck, damn it. I hate it for like five minutes and then I'm happy about it. And then I hate it again like an hour later and then I'm happy about it. Greens, beans. Oh, I was walking around the house singing uh, Ooga Chaka, Wooga, Wooga <laughs> last week after a big show. And yeah. Natasha didn't know that that was on the show yet. So she starts telling me this fucking get ready for this yarn, as the Aussies say, this yarn. Okay. Um, She's like, oh, you know what I love about that song? When I was a kid uh, and my parents would send me off to Australia. So, you know, when I'd go traveling through space by myself, I used to have this mixtape with that song on it and like a bunch of other classic rock songs. And I loved that tape. It meant everything to me. And I don't know where it is now. Does that sound at all familiar to you, Alan? (laughs) What's the most famous movie that that song's been in? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. She thinks she's fucking Star-Lord over here. I'm getting engaged to Star-Lad. Lass, Star Lass, Star Lass, Star Lady, Lords and Ladies. Did you see that David Cameron, David Cameron, who's the former prime minister? Uh, David Cameron. David Cameron had to become a baron so that he could be in the House of Lords so that he could be the foreign minister for Britain right now because Richie Sunak needed to pull a stunt to get the conservatives to like him. I didn't. You didn't hear about that? Yeah. Yeah. The BBC was like, we have a motorcade coming down 10 Downing Street. I guess we'll see who this is. The door opens up and they're like, oh, my God, it's David Cameron. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes him, which is funny because he brought about gay marriage, but he also said he didn't want it to happen, but he will allow the vote for Brexit. And guess what happened? Oops, all Brexit. Yeah. Not a popular figure. And and that's how bad things are for Richie Sunak, that he's like, why don't we bring this guy back as the foreign minister? Like, whatever. Okay. Uh, We're not in that that part of the show yet. I apologize. I'm talking over my co-host. What did you say, sir? He lasted longer than his predecessor already. Yes. Yeah. Or his, the other word. He preceded the, hmm, what do you call the people? (laughs) Successor. He's lasted longer than any of his successors. Right, right, right. We got there. Uh, Hey, you want to get worked up? You want to get worked up over some bullshit? Sure. So this is like a viral internet video. It fits here. And how about that? We're about to get into, isn't that something? One more, one more, isn't that something after this? Um, I titled this clip thrash. If he moved to the suburbs. (laughs) So this kid's riding around on his bike and this raging C word. Um, I now would be a good time to say listeners. I will describe this to you. Uh, Patreon subscribers. You'll be able to see this. So if you'd like to watch some of these videos, it's uh, a little bit more interactive, I suppose. Um, But I, I hate shows that are like, we do a video, go fuck yourself, listeners. Uh, like, I literally stopped listening to those. Let's not put that idea out there, Alan. Um, so, so I will describe it to you as best I can. Um, the, uh, so this kid's, it's, this kid's got a GoPro camera on. Like, his parents are prepared for that, I guess. Mm-hmm, sure. And, and he's he, about to run into, like, a wild Karen. Yeah, 100%. So he's riding his bike um, on the sidewalk slowly, and his friends are sitting at the drive. Remember when you were a kid? You'd sort of, like, tool around just coasting on the bike, sort of. you oh, yeah. put your feet down every once in a while. Maybe kick your feet and move the bike around. He's basically doing that, and his yeah. friends are halfway on the street on the driveway. So he's clearly, like, loitering in that area, but he's not riding his bike on the sidewalk or whatever this got it, got Karen it. from the HOA decides <laughs> to fucking flex nuts over. Get the hell off the sidewalk now. Grabs the bike Excuse and shoves me? it. Get off the sidewalk. Please don't touch me. 
Want me to hit you again? What the fuck is wrong with you? You don't fucking touch me. Oh, I'll do what I want. You oh. tried to run mom! The mom! Hey, come on out, mom. She's about to go fucking insane. There's still about like 10 seconds until she turns into a fucking like possessed demonic Karen. Oh, wow. She turns into this. You've already heard her talk. You're going to hear a new voice come out of her while she does this like, oh, remember that sound I just made. That was a weird sound. And then you're going to hear it come out of her voice. Yeah. Also, she like physically grabs his bike. Yes. And like. Yes. Yeah. And then there's an edit where that they're probably saving for evidence. They probably don't want it to be out on the Internet. And that's right before he says, hit me again. I dare you or whatever he said. Right. Right. She just hit me. Come on out. Come on. Tell your story. I'm so jealous of this house. They have their front door open because they don't have bugs wherever they live. She just hit me. Uh-huh. Oh, you hit oh. my child? Yes, you she did. Serious? I have a camera. You want to see the video? Run me down on the sidewalk and I'm, I'm, on, the I'm, I'm on the board. I'm on the board. I'm on the board. Sorry, I talked over it. I was mocking her. She's like, I'm on the board along with another board member. So it's just fucking HOA bullshit. <laughs> Would you like he to see that? We're well aware. He tried to run us down on the sidewalk. I did not. And lied to us. I have well, a video. It's a great thing that there's a camera strapped to his chest. Good. Right get, come on, boy. Let's get it on. Let me get see away it. From me. Oh, wow. Come on. Get away come from on. me. I swear to God, if this old lady touches me again, <laughs> I can't wait. if this old lady touches me again, I swear to God. Oh, you are crazy. We're here. Shame on dad. Here comes dad. She hit me. She hit me. She is an absolute. Love dad. Listen to dad. He's just scanning, observing. No. Yelling at him. I can be on the sidewalk. That's it. That's it. I just love dad. He just looks, watches everything going on. This fucking Karen's. He's just like, go inside. inside. Yeah. Which was like the first thing that should have fucking happened. Like, just come inside. Like, we'll take care of this. Like. My mouth was like a gape watching that video. Right? Like, like it's I, how often do we just say like here's some bullshit from the internet? Well, I guess like we kind of do that a lot. Like, <laughs> right. oh, but like this is a this is not a category that we normally showcase, but it's I like mean, just unbelievable, right? You and I have both worked f- with the public for, you know, I've done it for decades at this point. I've ran into some people that are pretty heinous, but this is a whole other level. Do you see the way she like walks up to the camera? Yeah. And she's like, well, come on, boy, let's see the wow. video. Like, who did you become foghorn nice. leghorn? The woman like, <laughs> God. Okay. Incredible. Uh, I'm gonna play this really quick because I know we don't talk about sports here. Uh, I was listening to uh, death of journalism podcast with John Ziegler, friend of the show uh, that we won't have back on now that I've slandered him within the first hour of the show. He might listen to this. <laughs> I normally try to bury this at the end of the show. Um, he was basically, I think that one of the best things that's happened to college football in my lifetime is that the players get paid because they were always making money for the universities and now they can be compensated. Like it's just, to me, it's a no brainer. There are negative side effects that come from that in terms of like how it will change the sport, but it just, it's not fair that you were selling tickets and jerseys and having all this income coming in and none of it was diverted to the players. You they get an education. Fuck off. Well, and, right off. and the fact that like star players could get away with getting, you know, paid essentially. Yeah. Um, until, you know, they got caught and then yeah. they got fucked over. Now, like yeah. attractive female, uh, like gymnasts actually can get paid and nobody cares about them, but if they're good looking, <laughs> they can get paid and they couldn't get right. paid before Alan. This is true. Yeah. Equality. Yeah. Is, equality. Yes. Is, yes. Uh, if you're pretty, <laughs> Or really good, yes, and really good and pretty. That helps. That's really that helps. Yeah, yeah that's uh, like um, that that guy that plays quarterback in Notre Dame. 
Very pretty. Mm. Oh my God. Have you seen his hair? It's pretty nice. It's like from a 1970s, like, like beer commercial. Ugh. Or like the cover of one of those, uh, romance novels. novels? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't even remember his name. I just like, I don't either. <laughs> All right, where, where were we? Oh, uh, oh. so uh, John Ziegler's ranting about how ru- how college football's been ruined. Safe enough? I mean, college football players now run the show. College football players can be paid virtually anything. This was in response to Joe Biden having like a, like a, like a day where they were talking about safety in college sports. Mm, okay. For doing nothing they if did. they're in the right situation. Nothing. Via the massive loophole that is name, image, and likeness, just as I predicted, that would be a massive loophole that would not just be a situation where players would be paid for doing endorsements. No, they would get basically paid directly by boosters and schools and what have you, because there's no way to restrict it. It's literally name, image, and likeness could be anything. And so now you've got players making millions of dollars, cer- certain players being playing, being paid millions of dollars for playing what used to be known as college football. He doesn't think it's college football anymore because they don't wear shoulder pads in his opinion anymore. I don't think he said they barely need to wear a helmet. It's like you stopped watching. Like there's guys out there almost dying every weekend. Yeah. Known as college football and they can transfer whenever they want. So oh my God! Like you mean the- a decision you make when you're 17 doesn't haunt you for the next four and a half years? Wow! Get off my lawn! You, you know college what? Athlete. Here, here. Let me finish this. Worst of professional sports free agency. Yeah, it's like worse <laughs> than free agency. Anyway, I, I've I've never heard anyone counter this. This is before the kids were allowed to get paid. Uh, they should get paid, and they should be able to transfer. And I used to always argue about this. People that don't care about this sports, just think about what the way this sounds. If you signed up to play for a university, you would not be allowed to go to a different school and play at a different school unless there was like a really exceptional event, like the coach got fired or there was something that happened. Right. And then you could petition the NCAA for permission to do that. So if you think about this, if you wish to be a professional football player, the decision you make at 16 and 17 years old will be the last decision you make about your career until your second NFL contract. Because how do you get hired by the NFL? You do well in college football. How do they hire you into the NFL? Oh, you mean the initial contract? The rookie contract. What gets you to the point where someone at a team is selecting you to get that contract? You're really good at football. I hate you so fucking much right now. Alan. What is I've happening? Never had such hard... What is happening? Because you can't remember the word draft. Oh, the draft. Yes. Was... So you don't choose where you play in the NFL. The last choice you make about your career until your second NFL contract is what college you go to. Fair. Because you get drafted into the Browns if you're the best. If you're the fucking best and you're the number one pick, you have to go play in Cleveland for five years. Mm-hmm. Because they're always the number one pick because they suck. It'll be the Broncos this year probably. But... <laughs> All right. I told you we don't talk about sports. Uh, let's get into our. Isn't that something? I'm not really mad at you. Just I know. couldn't believe that you couldn't think of, you know, you're like, <laughs> you get hired. Like, I'm like, yeah, you go work for a team. I even about? used the word really select, and I was like, that'll help. <laughs> nope, nothing. All right. Um, hey, this was a headline all over in the morning, and then nothing really came from it, so then people stopped talking about it. But I think this is newsworthy. Uh, I also wonder if you have a reaction to it. So. Yesterday morning, Monday morning, shots were fired at, uh, well, here. The Secret Service confirms one of their federal agents fired their weapon after seeing three people breaking the window of one of their SUVs. That Secret Service SUV was parked and unoccupied. 
Um, isn't that something? So did you see that headline? I did see that headline. And did, I, you haven't heard anything since then, right? No, it went absolutely nowhere. They were guarding uh, Biden's daughter. Right. Her name's like Naomi. Like 30 or something, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really weird and like not clear that the people involved were intentionally attempting to. You know, I will say this. Not, when you see government plates on a black SUV. You assume. I, right? I mean, yeah, you're probably thinking there's weapons in there, right? Like, ooh, somebody left oh, their weapons that, unattended. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Um, Maybe. I. And also, they said they shot at them. They didn't say if they like. That's what I was going to say. Actually, that to me, weird. it seems excessive that they that they fired shots. That at does them. seem. But I don't know more about it. Like, were there shots fired in pursuit? Was it like, hey, don't get in that car, pow, 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 somebody Sam? I I fucking hope not. You know. Um, I mean, it, I'm sure that the Secret Service has an ROE, like rules of engagement for what to do. In I, yeah, I think there is, too, I but I don't really think that they have a great track record of following that. <laughs> this, this is the agency that let someone sneak into the back door because for the first time they had a woman on guard there. Um, this is the agency that may or may not be backing up Trump and not, right. you know playing fast. And this is the agency that Major Biden has decided bitten. to attack repeatedly <laughs> at the isolation of everyone else. Nobody else gets bit. They're just Secret Service. They would write a story if that dog bit someone else. It's only Secret Service agents that dog knows something. Dogs, dogs have that sixth sense. No, that's knows what I'm saying. Going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a German Shepherd. He's about, all about discipline and. You know that. All right. Um, I uh, oh, Alan sent me this, and he said, "Well, that, isn't that isn't that something?" And I was like, "I'll put oh, it in the isn't that something segment." And then I made a meme out of this that said, uh, "I suppose these things happen." Referencing that line Jerry from Seinfeld. Fight Club. <laughs> uh, I know it's from Fight Club. and silly. Oh, it's Fight Club. Remember when his apartment explodes and he's like, oh, right, "I suppose right. these oh, things happen." Six, six, yeah. Um, so this guy'll set it up. Four Los Angeles sheriffs committed suicide, and, and I'm not laughing because I don't think it's tragic. I just, I don't, I, I don't f- believe you. The LA County Sheriff's Department is mourning the deaths of four deputies who died by apparent suicide this week. The incidents happened on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, hold on. First of all, they all died on the same day. This is the only picture of Commander Harris, and he died at 10 a.m. Then the next body was found at 12.53. Then the next one at 2. And then the last one, it was just like they gave up and then they found them next Tuesday morning. But they all died on the same day. And if you're wondering why don't... This guy's not wearing a shirt. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That is weird. I believe that the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department ever tells me... Google LASD gangs. filled with gangs. Like, not like Bloods, Crips, or like Latin Kings, or Triads, or Like, the police actually have their own gangs. There's yeah. literally over 50 of them. I don't even think you understand. There are so many cop gangs operating out of California. They keep a database of every single cop that's been noted to belong to, like, an executioner squad. Or Executioners like, is one I, of them. I, I'm, I'm literally scrolling... The jump out boys, right? Yeah, there's a number of them. The most crazy story I remember... Of listening to that tradition of violence podcast, she won't come on the show. She ignores me. Right. She liked the post, and then I was like, "Excellent, I'm going to message her." Just ignore it. Nothing. It may not be her running the account. I don't know. But anyways, um, about LASD gangs was they all have their own like proprietary tattoos that identify them, and some guy. Why would you do that? Right. <laughs> You're the people that collect evidence. Like you should be like, hey, you know what? Why don't we get smarter than the criminals just on this? You know. Well, so one of the deputies um, was became a part of a member of the gang, and he got the tattoo, but he got it like modified in some way. It wasn't the authorized version, and they took him out into the desert and shot Shot the tattoo. Shot the tattoo. Like that was their response. That's fucking crazy, dude. 
Yeah. That's that story. It's like, how do you make gangs crazier? Fill them with cops. (laughs) It's like cop mentality and gangs. Like, wow. Perfect. Yes. Wow. Training day shit. Yeah. Training day shit. I don't have a clip in here. Somebody was like, you know, the real story of training day is this story. It's some woman. And it's like, uh, I think you're forgetting the fact that the real story of training day is that this happens a lot. Like, (laughs) right. Right. It's not a one off. Okay. Also, King Kong ain't got shit on me. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into Israel. Is Israel, Israel, Israel? Got it. Um, let's start off with the most powerful man in the world giving a very powerful and clear statement on the subject. Have you expressed any specific concerns to Israel on that, sir? Well, uh, you know, I uh, have not been reluctant. In- he's like sorting around his pens on his desk while he's thinking about what to say. You see my concerns what's going on. Um, and it's my hope and expectation that uh, there will be uh, less intrusive action relative to the hospital. Uh, oh. We're in contact. Better put your foot down. And we're with, uh, with the Israelis. Also, there is an effort to uh, an effort. Uh, take this pause to deal with... There's an with effort for a pause. ...with the release of prisoners. Oh. And that's being negotiated as well with the Qataris that are engaged and... Uh, so I remain somewhat hopeful, but the hospital must be protected. Well, you heard it here first. Isn't that something? I, I got to that- say, I do appreciate that he's clearly being thoughtful and deliberate with his mm-hmm. words. Yes. I wish they were more effective at creating a peaceful future. Sure. Um, so, like, as we speak... I was going to use those exact words. As we came on the air... Uh, I think the Israelis we are yeah. going into Al Shifa Hospital right now. Yeah, um, they showed a picture that claimed to show uh, weapons and ammo being stored in this hospital. Um, it's hold, unclear. Hold that. Hold that thought. This clip was okay. from right before that earlier today. It's an okay. incomplete piece of audio. Um, this is John Kirby, the uh, press secretary, or the um, what, what is, I always forget his job. Pentagon Public spokesperson for, for the Pentagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So John Kirby, it's audio only. And I, I was told that prior to these words, he was saying we have independent intelligence confirming that Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad use some hospitals in the Gaza Strip, including Al Shifa and tunnels underneath them to conceal and to support their military operations and to hold hostages. Okay, so that sets up pretty well with what you're saying. I do have. I'm going to write it down. Go ahead. So, okay. so there's images that have come out since they've in, since they've, and the Israelis claim that this is pictures within the hospital that show evidence of of Hamas doing that. Now we know Hamas in the past has used, you know, Gazas as human shields. They definitely have done that. Um, there is no proof that that photo is where they say it is. At least at this point, that keeps there. happening. That keeps happening on both sides, yeah. right? They're like, look, these uh, Palestinians are crisis actors. That guy was breathing. It's like, that's a video from China from 2019. Like that's yeah. even pre COVID. There also is reporting that they're digging a mass grave, like inside the property of this hospital. Who's they? To, uh, the Gazans. The, the, because the Gazans, the, Gazans. The, the Palestinians that live there yeah. or specifically yeah. the bear- militant Hamas that live there. Unclear, but okay. they're saying that they're doing it to bury. You know what? It wouldn't matter. I've seen videos of a mass grave that. Oh, yeah, so it wouldn't be the first one, I'm sure, considering yeah. how many people have died. Um, so I'm hearing you say that it seems that there 
there's it's it's it can be disputed whether it's true or not, but they're purporting video evidence of what? Of weapons, um, caches being inside the hospital or in tunnels yes. underneath it. Inside the hospital, so they're still on the surface, oh, and right. okay, which I'd imagine. I mean, a hospital is a large building. That's a dumb yes. statement. Um, <laughs> it's a big building filled with people. Hospital, what is it? Um, the that that could be its own operation just to clear that. That could take I don't know days. Um, yeah. Uh, unless you're spitznots, in which case gas everything. Who fuck cares what's inside there? You see, people forget about that. They give the IDF a hard time, but spitznots would have had this over immediately. They'd just be like, Russian special forces, time to gas everyone. You know what was hilarious? That uh, opera that they, um, with all the hostages, um, was that in Chechnya? Oh, I think that was well. It was Chechen rebels. It was Chechen rebels. That's right. Okay, yeah. excuse me. Um, the when they when they gassed everyone, including the hostages. Did you know what kind of gas that turned out to be? Because it's 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 not known. It wasn't like this. It wasn't the gas that you'd think the police have or something. Right. No, I don't know. It was a fentanyl gas. That's what it's suspected. No shit. To be. Yeah. In like what two thousand two? Oh wow. Yeah. Thought that was interesting. Little facts that is bouncing around my head. I was not aware of that. Uh, where were we? Where what was I? Oh, okay. So, so I I get that that's happening on the surface and going through the hotel, the hospital rather. Um, and I'm we're sweeping right past all the stories you've probably heard throughout the week about the doctors that were still there to the last minute, the patients that are still there, the doctors that are probably still there, the um, you know <clears throat> neonatal care where they were doing C sections without anesthesia, using cell the phone lights, incubators not having any power. Yes, yeah, so all those babies right. are going to die. It's tragic. Like I don't people writing their names of their babies on their legs so that way if you know something happens they can be identified. Like it's pretty horrific. Yes. If you're interested, the New York Times has done a piece where you can listen to that. If you're interested, you know, The Intercept will do a piece that'll tug at your heartstrings about that. Mm-hmm. We address that, but we're going to move on because I've got things to say. Um, if if in the coming days, this advanced tunnel network that's been not just, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of news reporting that from legitimate sources where they're like, you know, it's it's understood that this is everything that's been alleged about those, those, um, those tunnel networks and using hospitals as cover for that is, is, is real is real. And if in the coming days that isn't proven to be true, are Hamas tunnels going to be the WMDs of this war? Oh, wow. The yellow cake, huh? Think about it. Um, I proposed that to our group chat and uh, I almost said their name was like, I don't doubt that the tunnels are there, but I doubt that it has all the electricity and all the stuff that they're claiming it does. And it's like, is that the hair we're going to split, buddy? Like, Well, I mean, I've heard people claim that the tunnel network is more extensive. Love you, Toaster. I only give you shit with that because I know you could give it back and you'll straighten me out in the DMs. (laughs) Uh, uh, More extensive than the New York subway. I've heard that uh, Hamas intercepted a bunch of humanitarian aid that was meant for the seen videos to, of that to build these these tunnel systems. Um, no, but we've seen recent videos too of the recent aid coming in and um, some type of a militant beating back uh, you know yeah. people that are trying to get. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> God, history repeating itself, huh? Well, only if this turns out to not be true. I mean, this is the true, moment. Yeah. This is the moment in this war. Like, if there's a pivot point. Um, if that turns out to be proven and they get into that honeycomb or bees mm-hmm. nest, what, what is this word? Ant, well, Ant hill. Hmm. Sure. That would work. All right. And they get into that and they can prove that. I think that 
um, it gives a lot of people a lot less to stand on in terms of, you know, this is, I mean, it's, it's atrocious anyways, and it won't change the fact that all of these atrocities have happened. However, it's when people are killing you and using that for cover, and you have no other way of getting rid of the people that are killing you than to go and confront that. I don't know what you're supposed to do. And it's easy to say in like a hypothetical that you would make the right moral choice. But when you're forced with that moral choice for decades, I can imagine if you are the more advanced military uh, of the two, you're going to eventually be tempted to use that force. I think that that's a very human thing to do. It's not a humane thing to do, but I think that, yeah, I think it's the best way I can put that. And it, and it doesn't make any of this good. I don't, you know, it's not an endorsement of it, but I, I defy any society to not eventually succumb to fine. We're going to go in there and we're going to get rid of this. I'm tired of not, ripping off this bandaid and doing this horrible thing because they keep doing this. Yeah. I, I have more thoughts about that. I will reserve. Cause I know we have a clip later. That I yes. To okay. I think that um, was probably better asked then. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip this clip. There's a sky news clip. Well, no, you know what? I'm tired of sounding like I'm just here sucking off Israel. I'd like to play this clip. This is uh, Israeli Colonel Moshe Tetro. He leads the coordination and liaison administration for Gaza. Um, he's said that Gaza is not experiencing a humanitarian crisis. What you said a moment ago, that there is, in your view, no humanitarian crisis in Gaza. That's your view, right? Yes. And how does that view match with the images that we are seeing coming out of the hospitals, coming out of the, the supermarkets? I mean, there is, there's no food in the supermarkets. There is a shortage of medical supplies in the hospitals. I mean, put aside... Uh, all of what you say about Hamas, the humanitarian Hamas. situation on the ground, from what we have seen from our cameras inside, there is no question a humanitarian crisis in there. Like I've said, and I will say it again, we are in wartime. Of course, of course, that there are a lot of humanitarian challenges. Of course, not only in Gaza, not only in Gaza, also in Israel, we are in war. I can say that I think so far that's a fine thing to say, right? Like this isn't a special operation. This is war. We are at war. I'm, I, I, I see you smirk at that, but I think mm -hmm. so far he hasn't really said anything that's bad. Right. Um, so I, I just remember, I believe it was the Israeli defense minister who immediately after the October 7th attacks came out and said that they were dealing with animals. Not yes. People. Okay. But that's, I, I'm not asking you about more context or no. things he said after. So why are you bringing up other stuff? Like because, I'm saying uh, in, in terms of a statement to the press, nothing was wrong yet. Well, in this. Well, state. he's saying there's not a humanitarian crisis because he doesn't. Okay. I forgot about that part. The very beginning was very bad. Yeah. You're right. The yeah. yes, yeah. the yes, nothing's wrong with this at the beginning. Okay. That was bad. When he yeah. started explaining it, I mean, like so far sure. his explainer is like, what? We're at war. Okay. All right. All right. Alan, I wasn't going to agree with him at the end. Okay. I was <laughs> that we are allowing the entrance of food mm. basically freely tens of trucks tens tens they get thousands a day right they normally get like a two thousand a month i think right it's, it's a lot yeah loaded with food is entering gaza every day what you said a moment ago that Fuck, there i thought there was more to that view, okay no sorry so no humanitarian crisis and then i defended him in the segment where i was supposed to be saying look at this piece of shit <laughs> you should I just get to the next one. All right, so, I think we should move to all right, let's do. We, do you think that that one from Ben Shapiro plays better first, or the Sank the Sank Uger one? So, I think. So I did. I actually checked this clip out with with Chink. 
Um, I think it's Alan. It is not chink. It's it's, yeah, it is chink. A little bit more of an e in it. It's not something that happens to your armor. (laughs) Sink. Okay. No, like sink, (laughs) sank, but with a the the ch like it's like one but one. No, Alan. If okay, when it's Juan and what listeners that are, if this is your first episode, the word W O N, Alan pronounces that how Juan J U A N, and he he doesn't say it right like everyone else does. One, which sounds like the number one, and that bugs him. Um, but uh, I don't remember what was it. Oh, you, you that's like lighthearted, fancy free, you know. But this is very loaded. Like you don't want to say you want to say chank, not what you're saying. Chink. Stop it. Jesus, we're never going to get Al Gore on the show. What did I say? Chink. You, that was better. Okay. Do you, what do you... I think the same part of you that can't do an impression doesn't know that you're saying a slur repeatedly. I, I was not attempting to say it. Okay, well, I'll isolate it and put it in name. the soundboard. Great. Right next to this one. Gay N-words from... Yeah, that one. <laughs> when you said that. All right. Alan, you had something to say about Chank Uger. I... I've... This clip is very like one-sided. There's, and he doesn't come off very well in this clip. Uh, he doesn't actually respond to the argument. Yeah, you don't really hear any kind of an argument. You just hear, right. yeah. And if you actually listen, because I've, I've listened to or seen and watched clips of him addressing this stuff before, and he actually has pretty well well-reasoned arguments. Um, it didn't come across in this clip, but we can play it. Play. Well, I, I, I maybe I should just have a real quick aside. Um, mm-hmm. All of these clips are like essentially kind of like. Israel side of things. I planned on playing that with the anticipation of you doing a little bit more of counteracting them, which is, yeah, that's what's it's coming up, right? It's come. It's about to happen. All right. All right. I'll be less domineering in the conversation. Okay. (laughs) I've spent my life debating people whenever. Oh, he said debating people. I, the first two times I heard this, I thought he said, I've spent my life baiting people. So I was like, you're a piece of shit. So you set him up and you're gloating in it. Okay. So I've spent I've spent my life debating people whenever someone whenever someone starts using personal names and screaming like a lunatic, they're losing the debate. Let me. Sp- this is not Chank. This is the guy that he's having a little friendly jib jab debate with. Right. Remain You're factual. the one First who of all, made up. Palestinians, the Palestinians were offered a state in 1936 in the Peel Commission. They rejected it. They were offered a state in 1947, the U.N. Partition Plan. They rejected it. They were offered a state in 1967 after Israel conquered Judea and Samaria and the West Bank. They rejected it. They were offered a state in 2000, Yasser Arafat, Ehud Barak. They rejected it. Did he say Judea and Samaria? He did. Iraq was still a country then, right? Yes, it was. Okay. I guess it's like fun to say that. It's like how I say Constantinople instead of Istanbul. Yeah. Okay. In the West Bank, they rejected it. They were offered a state in 2000, Yasser Arafat, Ehud Barak, they rejected it. They were offered a state with Ehud Omer 2008, they rejected it. They have, the, Israel unilaterally withdrew from Gaza in 2005, and they did not create a state. Cenk is just sitting there stewing right now, Who's a, mm-hmm. who is not like a, um, he does have the ability to give a, like a very passionate, like course, aggressive, yeah, he but he's, he's not usually caught off guard, I would say, right? Right. This felt like in an fact, ambush. where were you, Cenk, when you say that you care about Palestinian children when Hamas stole 
the highest rate of per capita international foreign aid, larger than the Marshall Plan, from Palestinian children, did not build schools for them, did not build hospitals, took all the money to buy bombs and to build a network of tunnels, which is larger than the, than the New York subway system. Where were Alan's you? out here spreading that propaganda. <laughs> Why are, did you only come up now? In fact, when Bashar al-Assad killed 600,000 children, Arab children, when he gassed them with mustard gas, my organization took out full-page New York Times ads uh, to protect them from ads. sarin gas. Where were you then? You don't care about Arab children. Oh. You are a Jew hater, defined uh, as someone who only wants to lie. What would you say if someone said, you know? The Jews you are bigot. genocideers. You and racist. don't try to cancel me and say that I shouldn't be on. You're not a producer of this show. Because you are ignorant of the facts and ignorant of the history does not mean that you can cancel uh, Jake, my voice. Jake. All right. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've spent I've Oh, my spent God. My I didn't life. mean to. Okay, what? When he asserts that he's a, a Jew hater, I mean, automatic conversation's over, right? It's over. Yeah. yeah, that's not. And and I can't believe that he let himself react to that. I agree. Yeah, he said, "Shut up." Um, no, I mean, obviously, there, there were negotiations in the past that you know we thought we might get a two-state solution, but it never worked out. And it wasn't that the Palestinians said we don't want a state. That's not what happened. It wasn't like Israel was like, hey, or you could have this state. And they were like, no, we don't want that. And also when Israel withdrew in 2005, they essentially created an open-air prison. That's true. And we've said that before. Like, I know people don't maybe know our previous statements on this because, you know, you form someone's entire opinion in your head by one data point. And this either means you're also pro-life. That also means you're anti-drug or whatever. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, so, no, he's none of that is true. What he's wait, do you know why people are comfortable saying it's an outdoor prison? It's probably worth sharing with people that don't know, right? I mean, they put a fucking fence around it, and they have guard towers, yeah. and people with guns, yeah. and barbed wire, and yeah. And if you get too close to the fence, they will shoot you. That happens. That's that happens. Oftentimes, kids. kids. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think this is the one that I have been looking forward to hearing your reaction to. I sent this to you and I said, this is terrible. The worst person in the world made a good point. (laughs) I will say, so this is framed as like an Oxford style debate, but it's not, he's standing there and people that are basically doing a Q and a are walking up to him. And, but like, if you're familiar with how an Oxford style debate looks, it's, 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 it looks just like it's, it's Mm -hmm. dressed the same, right? Yeah. Um, so it actually took me the second watch to realize what I was really seeing. And it kind of brought my opinion down, which I was happy to do. I don't like agreeing with Ben Shapiro. <laughs> um, hi, if Israel is justified in killing civilians because of the acts of terror committed by Hamas, why isn't Hamas justified in doing what it did? Because Israel is keeping 13,000 children. It has tried them in military courts. Since the establishment of Israel, 55,000 Palestinian homes have been bulldozed. So Feel free to pause it and jump in for the questions. Or so why isn't Hamas justified in doing what it did if we use your logic? Um, well, so I'm going to answer your question, then I'm going to ask you a question if you don't mind. Is that all right? So, the, the, so my answer is that Israel would not be justified in killing Palestinian civilians because of the actions of terrorists. Israel would be justified in attempting to kill terrorists, and civilian casualties are a cost of war. That is just a reality of life. During World War II, there were 70,000 Brits who died during the Blitz bombing. I know I said I wanted you to interrupt, but <laughs> I keep having this thought, and I said it two weeks ago on the show. Um, and I want to keep getting it out there because I'm not the person I was in 2003, 2002. 
but I know I can, I can feel feelings that I haven't really felt since then. Mm-hmm. And they're rising up in like the same, like, you know, like if you've, if you're pretty experienced on psychedelics, you kind of have neural pathways and instead of it taking as long to kick in, it kicks in a little bit faster and you're sort of familiar with it all. I can feel those connections being made that remind me of how I felt in the early two thousands. And I am grateful that I wasn't like locked into my political beliefs and I'm not that person anymore. New listeners, Jesus Christ. I was kind of a neocon. I wasn't fully, but you know, yeah. Okay. Um, I dabbled in neocon myself. <laughs> not, not of course. Um, the uh, so I I feel those sensations when I think about this, and I and like when he makes statements like they're at war, there are terrible things that happen during war, and to point them out is it's not not worth pointing out. But you know, when you look at history, the history of war, there are civilian casualties. It's terrible, and you would like to think that Israel didn't want war. I'm not going to open that can of worms. Should they not have wanted it, this is them committing those acts the way someone conducts war. Yeah, and I think when you sent me this, my response was... There's more. Should we, I, like, I, I want to hear you, but don't give your full thing. Save a little bit of it. Just, just okay. the pre-cut. Right. My response was I just do the math differently, and I, and I won't say more than that. Let's, let's let, him, okay. let him talk a little bit more, and then right. I'll, I'll get into it. Keep in mind that I am eager to hear what you would say to bring me back to who I want to be, Absolutely. not the person that's succumbing to the dark side. Sure. <laughs> and there were two million Germans who died, civilians who died during World War II, and I don't see a lot of monuments in Britain because of the two million civilians who died in Germany. The costs of war are brutal. They are terrible. They're horrifying. There's a vast difference in moral vast scope deference. between... Vast, vast difference. Deliberately going into a civilian area and murdering everyone you can find and trying to kill a terrorist who is deliberately hiding beneath a civilian area, hiding their rockets in civilian areas, starving their own people. There is a vast difference. Okay, so let, let me... Difference. Now I get to ask my question, if you don't mind. So my question is, do you believe that there is a moral difference between Hamas going into, for example, Kfar Aza and murdering entire families and Israel attempting to target terrorists and accidentally hitting civilians. Israel is effectively doing the same because Gaza is the most densely populated region in the world. There are 15,000 people per square mile. So does Hamas get immunity because they're there? So Hamas gets immunity. Israel has killed 3,500 children in the past three weeks. That's more children. That's more children than have died in conflicts around the world in each of the last four years. So just to be clear, your logic is that if you're a terrorist group located in a densely populated community and you hide behind civilians, you are now immune. Where are the children meant to go? So you're immune. Okay. That's a violation of the Geneva Conventions, but okay. You're, you're 20, down to Your logic is that if you're a Hamas terrorist... Sorry, sorry, since 2005, 23 out of every 24 conflict deaths have been Palestinian. You wanted me to pause it? or I've... Yeah, I think we could stop it there. All, All right, right, so... There's, there's, there's one more line that is kind of oh, like... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to unpack here, but let's hear, let's hear the last line. I'll try and get... I don't line. see any moral equivalency there. It's clearly unjust what the IDF has been doing to the Palestinians because there's a vast disparity between the number of Palestinians being killed and the number of Israelis. I mean, I would certainly hope that Israel is killing more Hamas. This isn't a conflict. This isn't a conflict. This is one-sided ethnic cleansing. Again, I'm just asking you, if based on the numbers, more Germans died than Brits in World War II, did that mean that the British were wrong in World War II? Because they did. Many more Germans died than Brits. Based on the numbers, does that mean that Britain was wrong in World War II? Britain wasn't bombing civilian civilians. That was the part where I was like, oh, she's in out of she's over her skis. Over her head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So 
I'll, I'll take my my biggest premise. I'll start with that, and then we can unpack the rest of it if you want. But so, I guess the question you have to ask is, what is Israel's ultimate objective? War. I don't. I don't equate this to World War Two or World War One. If you were an Israeli, would you feel differently? Uh, no. This is the war on terror, just like America fought after nine right. eleven. Yeah. This is not the same thing. Um, and we, like I've said, they invaded your country. Show, like I've said many times on the show, you know, we should learn something from what happened post nine eleven in the U.S. Okay, but like so, there so, were Nazis that were in with the civilian population. Like, and sure. every time you killed a Nazi, you probably angered them. The, the civilian so, Nazis. So here's here's the question, the ultimate question. So what's Israel's objective in this offensive? Stated or what, what you what believe? Sh- what should the what should their goal be? Yeah, to what, have what? peace with their neighbors, to be able to live in a secure yeah. society, right? Yeah. Sure. All yes, right. So right. so if that's the ultimate goal, then I, I hate this to is not going this. to accomplish that. Yes, I, mean, I hate to introduce this to math because that seems cold. Well, that's what I, the context of this debate there. He's right. saying if you're going to use the which I, my point is, you hear this a lot. Look at all these civilian deaths. It's like, OK, well, if we're going to talk about civilian deaths, then let's talk about in the context of war. And if you want to do that as a math, then this is what that equals. You're going to you're going to dissolve that as a thought. So my math, the question I would ask is every for every uh Hamas terrorists that you kill, how many new terrorists did you create? And if the ratio is greater than two to one, one to one, then you're not achieving your objective here. You are making the problem worse. And I know that seems like an intractable place to be, but that's the truth. And if so, Israel's what Israel is doing right now in Palestine, in Gaza, is only going to exacerbate this situation right. yes yeah. so so if your ultimate goal is i want israel to be safe i want it, the jews to have a place that is their their home country they have the right to be there um how do we accomplish that this isn't how it's yeah. just, this is not going to achieve that goal and that's my math that's what i would say is there's no so yes and i said it before on the show like all right well you want vengeance you want revenge is that what you want how many how many is enough then are you if but I, I don't I mean their actions don't necessarily show that that's what they want to just kill a bunch of Gazans. I obviously see that that's happening, but you know there would be a more efficient way to do that if they really did just want to do that. Well, right? an, an enemy like Hamas makes it very difficult to you know to root them out. That they do hide behind human shields. They do move around and and tunnels. they're targeting those human shields and the enemies behind it. They're not just. I'm going to say this, and I know that they've destroyed whole blocks. They're not just arbitrarily destroying whole blocks. They're destroying whole blocks to get the one target that's there. And that's fucking horrible. Like, I'm not, I'm not defending it. I'm not. Because at the end of the day, the thought that brings me out of falling down that path that I've gone down when I was younger is what you just said. That at the end of the day, if your goal is to live in security, then you this is not going to work for you and you have to accept that while you feel your desire for sure as you say revenge but i i would say their actions don't directly reflect that they're only out for revenge because they could do what i just said poorly but you know what i mean sure but it's their actions may be not revenge motivated entirely it'll be the same but that doesn't same result the perception is going to be there um and so uh, Again, none of this happened in a vacuum either. Um, you know, since this, you think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> right, 
Right. So you think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of burnt out there, but um, yeah, I, I, that's just my that's that's where I my take on this. Is situation. it because I played Kamala? I'm sorry, I went that's a little probably too far derailed with me. it. Kamala derails me. Man. Yeah, I apologize. Natasha's <laughs> no, giving me a hard time about that. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Um, I don't want to go without talking about this. So we mentioned it before that there's a bit of a revolt within the state department and a bunch of people signed a draft memo, something like that. And then it got leaked to Axios. Um, this is antiwar.com reporting on it. So a state department dissent memo obtained by Axios slams president Biden's support for Israel's war in Gaza saying that the U.S. is backing Israeli war crimes. So this memo was signed by 100 State Department and USAID employees and says that the U.S. should reassess its policy toward Israel and call for a ceasefire in Gaza. So according to Axios, the memo was organized by by a foreign affairs officer who previously said on social media that President Biden is complicit in genocide by supporting Israel's war. The memo says that Israel's actions quote, all constitute war crimes and or crimes against humanity under international law. Um, yeah, I think that that the Biden administration needs to pay attention to this, not, you know, that's. Yeah, I mean, that's dissent within their own ranks within the State Department, which typically people that work in the state department are pretty you know they kind they of show the line they're yeah yeah a hundred people is not a small number when it comes to no, that like imagine being able to put your i mean people don't want to put their neck on the line on this like in public in general and this right, is right. where your employment and future employment you know you're going to get blacklisted potentially you know um so those are people that know more about the dealings of it too i suppose right or is it a little bit of the um those what do they call them super experts aren't usually specified to a field that they're in they're just Oh, they're maybe they're blinded because they're so yeah narrowly focused. I would imagine you'd have a higher level level of anxiety if you dealt with this every day. Which yeah, I, I would imagine so. Yeah, maybe they do. You know, specialize in a certain country. You know, interacting with them, but I mean, they understand diplomacy. They understand you know statecraft. Um, I, I would yeah I would think that their their opinions would be valid. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to be hitting this button more. Isn't that oh, yeah. something? Jesus, uh, that sure was something. Up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get down to something a little more frivolous and unimportant, like the mm. Republican debate. So last week was the third GOP debate. Um, I don't think we're going to have to play all of this. I, uh, down, uh, you know, I, I didn't watch the debate. Me and Alan were doing the show. Um, I watched a lot of recaps on it, and I got the same thought with every recap video that I watched. It's like if you could imagine somebody going overboard on a sailboat and you just, you're like, imagine if you went overboard on a sailboat, you're like, okay, I can swim. It's, you know, it's just a sailboat. But like, at first you probably don't have that sense of urgency or maybe you do, but like, you don't quite realize the moment, the ominous position that you're in. The precarious. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. Preciousness of your position. No matter how hard you try you're just never going to catch that sailboat. No. And that's what everybody in the GOP debates looks like. It's just like, <laughs> what you're going to drown. They just go drown somewhere. Unless yeah. the boat tax, you're screwed. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. And, or in the case of the debates, as we mentioned last week, uh, actuarial event is what we call this. Um, so 
This is Rhonda on Trump and Mexico and wall building and paying for it and why we're not tired of winning so much. Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night i'm sick of republicans losing and donald and, trump you know it's he it is not fair as a candidate to think that this guy gets this fast track he doesn't have to stoop himself down to the but he should have to stand on the debate with the rest of those schmucks and it's disgusting that the party would let him fly like that what legitimate party would let their candidate just walk themselves right up onto the ticket alan what party name another party that would do that <laughs> quite a lot of parties oh. actually Zelensky. sure um you're not thinking about <laughs> Choco Choco Chip guy, Choco Choco Chip. Yeah, Biden? the Democrats yeah. are doing that, Alan. They, they have done right. that now. They're they, doing it now, you dumbass. What I'm trying to say is, there should be. They had a way out. Sorry, sorry for calling you a dumbass. They had a way out of the predicament they're in. They could have said, you know what, we're gonna show some signs of weakness because we want to have a stronger candidate and let the Democrat. They unless you truly think that you just don't have a better shot at it, and you got to keep this old man that beat him once before, but is four years older. Like, <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but it is, it is the politically expedient thing to do, I suppose. At um, the time. Uh, sure. What I mean, do you think four more years with... of Biden's going to do in 2028? You think it's going to be a good situation? You think 2027 is going to be like that? They, they really took the, the oven off the burner finally. <laughs> no. I mean, the same thing happened in 2016 between Hillary and. and yes. Biden, yes. I would say a 2012 Obama might have made things worse than better although we wouldn't have gay marriage that's what that's it right 2013 that feels pretty good it, it i have buttons to play i'm not going to play the buttons i'm just going to press this one tell the patient you are going to insert your finger into his rectum and that it will be cool so uh tim uh tim scott is uh oh yeah he quit <laughs> that's how it was going that's how it started, how it started, right? That's how it started. And here is how it's going. <laughs> oh, the video won't play. That's too bad. It, wow, this is from a post that no longer exists. That's so funny. When I saw this video, I was like, maybe I should record it. It's a podcast called The Majority Report. It's a show. I think it's one of your, uh, you know... MSNBC shows. type shows. Yeah. And they're just mocking Tim Scott because it came out last week or the week before that. Uh, hi, I'm heterosexual. This is the way they, this is the joke they did. They're like, hi, I'm heterosexual Tim Scott. I want you to know about my Canadian girlfriend. It's why you've never heard about her. Yeah. It, all because he just didn't talk about his girlfriend because he's not married. And then he brought his girlfriend up, you know, at this phase of the clearly a huge campaign stunt, obviously they're treating it like it was one. Honestly, it just, it ran. Oh, I, you know what? You didn't get the best detail. She's white. He's black. <laughs> I, I just, I can't help but think that it's really weird to see people making a big deal about how he has a girlfriend that we haven't seen before without, thinking of the fact that they're only making that joke because there's another thought they're having that they're not sharing. Also, that was from a left wing podcast or whatever. So, so they made the joke about, you know, you wouldn't know my girlfriend because she goes to a different school kind of thing. Is yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, but I do want you to know that we are very, we do heterosexual sex because I'm a Republican. Like, <laughs> Jeez. I know. he dropped out of the race. So he's, yes, that was what that was supposed to be is how it's going. 
Ah, you're talking about the girlfriend and you're dropping out of the race. All right. Um, so he's out. Uh, Mike Pence is out. I'm sure Chris, Chris, Michael Pennis, uh, pen 15 is out. And I got to think Chris Christie's going to be out soon. Asa Hutchinson's out. Um, I feel like, like Christie's just doing it like a, it's a, um, audition for mic. MSNBC. Like it's a, it's yeah, I know, right? like yeah. Essentially, he's just going up. Oh, I've got it. another clip for him for I later in the show because he's just doing his bits on. Yeah, he's yeah. doing a tour. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It wasn't in a debate. I have another clip for him for later on. It doesn't belong here because it's not from the debates. But the, uh, but I think before we know it, it's going to be a devil's threesome of darling Nikki, Rhonda, and Vivek rhymes with cake, just hate fucking each other. And there'll be one of them left. And I hope, I hope at that point they insist on a debate with Trump. I would love to see Nikki Haley versus Trump. Or, I would too. Yeah. But Vivek gonna, with Trump would be hilarious. Cause they, they would just, just be like, ass, I love though. that too. Yeah. What? Yeah. They're just going to eat his ass. Though, yeah. Man. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the exchange kind of dicks between, that put mine to shame. No, that was the wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> the exchange between Haley and uh, Vivek about TikTok, uh, where she called him scum. Yeah, that, yeah. That she, was, well, because he he was saying like you shouldn't talk about banning TikTok. Your own daughter uses it, and right. and she's like, keep my daughter's she's name daughter. out of your yeah. voice. She which Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. But said it wrong. <laughs> she did say it wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. but do you remember we talked about this before? Whenever they're starting arguing with each other, it's just that video of the two, oh, bloody, bloody, motherfuck, bloody. You know, it's just <laughs> like, God, like, do the two Indian candidates have to be the two that are fighting with each other? Like, it feels, it feels a little like, uh, a little like wrestling. Yes. It needs to be. Yes. Like, it's just so staged like, i don't know yeah oh yeah because she's like i only wear heels to run in them but i also only wear heels as ammo it's like Which pick one it doesn't i think she way. means like i'll hit you with them but like imagine oh. like i think that's what she means they're pointy i was out. like are you keeping clips in there what's happening yeah maybe and if the word is magazines i hate when people call them clips it bugs okay. me that's a pet peeve of mine but it's probably just me clips Sound like a dummy. Well, if I said it should keep in magazines, you'd be like, what, like Rolling yeah, Stone? I don't is, know, yep, like... probably Rolling Stone. I bet that Nikki Haley has Rolling Stone there. <laughs> Shoved it pretty Yeah, else. not L or uh, Us Weekly. Yeah. I tell you about the time I helped my friend's girlfriend move. And um, once we like pulled the mattress off in the bed frame, it was just like old magazines. Like I came to the point where I imagined there was like apple cores. Like, you know, how children would eat apple and just like throw them under there. I mean, by children, I mean, when you were a kid, like at least I did that. Like it was just like old plates of food and she just finished them and throw them under the bed. There was just a pile of it. It was so many garbage bags. She was so hot. I was just like, (laughs) what is wrong with you? Like, (laughs) wow. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Christian. He's a listener. I'm pretty sure that that night they ended up, uh, oh, don't listen to this with your wife. Hi, Christian. (laughs) Sorry. Oops. All right. Um, where were we? Uh, I had a clip about Chris Christie talking about banning TikTok, but I don't want to talk about it. It's a fucking sailboat going away, right? Like, we don't have to. Yeah. Okay. Can we get some, a uh, couple of miscellaneous domestic, domestic issues before we go to half? Um, sure. Nobody talks about Cop City anymore. I want to play yeah. this clip because I thought this was a cop just doing cop shit. Just to, you know, when they're like, we caught these drug dealers with over five ounces of marijuana. Here we are behind us. We have it staged. It's like, oh, wow, that's such volume, you know. 
Um, so there have been protests at Cop City. Um, and at one point in this, he's like, I want to speak to our uh, citizens. I know there's citizens out there that are worried that their safety might be at risk because this safety training facility has been damaged or ineffective. I want to assure you that not, they did not enter it. They did not destroy it. And it is still a fact. It's like, oh, fuck yourself. And and before I rant too much about how much I hate this cop city shit, I will say we have a listener that pointed out that a lot of first responders go to train at places like this. And that is a positive. But sorry, it's not enough for me to be okay with you tearing down forests yeah. to build some. Because it's it's the governor's police. So this is someone who is under the direct oversight of the president of the state, right? Like that's different to me. That just hits different, you know, it's just Praetorian guard. Yes, exactly. We did talk about that. Yes. Um, so this is the sheriff or somebody going over, um, what they confiscated from the protesters at the end of the day. I'll give him credit on the first one, but to do violent action, I want to point you, if I can, just a few of the items that were brought today. Uh, we have bolt cutters, uh, right. That can only been used and planned to enter onto the site. Valid. Uh, we have gas masks that were being put on before individuals because you gas people left the park. Because, yes, because you gas we people. We have a, an array of tools that is behind our fire chief. All right. Uh, so if you're on the Patreon, you can see this, listeners. They they are there is a, not an array of tools. There are different length because I guess you have different heights of these tools. They are whatever it's called that you. It's not quite a shovel. It's like, like a, a spade. It, it's a spade with a um what it looks menacing. It almost looks like a like a like a handheld with a trigger, Alan. Maybe it's an assault spade. Um, no, no, that in fact is the part where you put your foot on when you are standing into the ground to make a hole to plant a tree because you tore down forest to build your cops city you cut but instead he called it this array of tools that is behind our an array of tools that is behind our fire chief uh that are constructed and designed to be used as weapons against law enforcement construction workers as well as breaching equipment right here at the public safety training site alan did you see the gesture i was making he is an array of tools yeah, the, the, that police department is the ray of tools. You said it better. I used a singular and gave it a plural. I appreciate your joke. I was too busy gesturing at my crotch and pointing at him. By the way, a ray of tools might be the show title. I had so many things I thought about making the show title. I'm going to write that down. A ray of, an array of tools. Oh, you know what? Something I wrote down earlier that I didn't uh, say. It could just be, it should be like like Trump and Christie and Vivek. Like on the- <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent, Alan. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, an array of tools. Oh, oh! I have another note right above that that I never said. Hey, remember when we were playing that clip of uh, John Kirby and he was talking about Hamas? He said two, two, two uh, entities. He said Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad. That's yeah. interesting because now they're drawing a connection to uh, uh what is it uh Islamic Jihad of Iraq or whatever they're calling um the, the these people that keep firing at our bases in Syria and Iraq right it's like the evolution of ISIS i guess you just got to pay attention to the way that they talk they plant a seed and then they come back to it so mm. that's the the topic is the hospitals we have independent intelligence confirming that these tunnels exist and that there's a stronghold oh also while i was talking to you about that i put this word in and i don't think you noticed it but it was called palestinian islamic jihad and we're connecting it to these other outside mm-hmm. actors that we'd like to go to a war with iran with about 
That's all they want. Get wanted. Michael Bolton on it. Yes, my, no, Alan, not Michael Bolton. <laughs> John Bolton. <laughs> yes. I wish I could think of one Michael Bolton song right now. Um, all right. So that uh, okay. So a couple of other clips to, on uh, on uh, domestic stuff before we get to our making fun of the left, making fun of the right on the second half. Um, can you make sense? I've got a clip here, but I don't think it really describes it. Can you make sense of Mike Johnson's? two tiered um i think he called it a laddered uh, it's yeah. a, a laddered stopgap and i think he staggered is what he meant not laddered so the, they're describing it as like an innovation essentially they split up the spending I, bills so from what it one, sounds like to me i actually appreciate it i just don't like the method so one will expire on january 2nd the other one february 19th and different ones fund different things yeah so the one that expires january 2nd is uh like defense construction uh more like core stuff yeah and things then, it's like okay there's an incentive to get going sooner right okay. and then the february expiration is everything else and essentially he split it up because they want to be able to uh, have a deadline they, where they need to get things done and, and potentially impact. So instead of doing an omnibus package where it's all put together. And if they keep they punting it, to, then they'll they'll be tempted to do the omnibus where they give them right. three hours to read 1,400 pages. Right. The Christmas omnibus massacre yeah. that happens a lot. Um, so they don't want to do that. And they want to be able to maybe debate some of these smaller issues that are part of the smaller continuing resolu- resolution, essentially. Okay. So by breaking it up, they'll have more urgent things expire early and things that affect right. more people like right. Medicare and social security type stuff. Correct. Happen later. Right. And it kind of gives them two deadlines to, f- I, I like this. I do like this as a concept because I, we're, <clears throat> and we complain about it every time they fucking do it because every year for the last, however long, it feels like decade. Now they just at the last minute, drop a bill on everyone's desk, make each of your interns read 10 pages. Hopefully that's enough, you know, come vote yeah. on this. And every, every representative is, to add some pork for their dishes. and they always get it because they're like we have to vote this or we're not going to home for christmas yeah exactly yeah exactly okay here's mike johnson trying to talk about that ladder cr the two-step cr everybody calls it something different it's a new innovation but it's going to change the way we've done this we have broken the fever we are not going to have a massive omnibus spending bill right before christmas that is Alan, a did you listen to this already no. Okay. To the American people, because that is no way to legislate. It is not good stewardship. It's the reason we're in so much debt. That and, and you know, the effects of Bidenomics. But we have to change it. And so we've gotten I told together. You, I told you. I told you. Shouldn't have used that. I believe there's going to be bipartisan agreement on that to break it up and put it into January, January 19th for the first tranche of the bills and fe- uh, February 2nd for oh, the rest. Okay. And that will allow us to go through the deliberative process in good faith. I'm going to take everybody at their word that we're doing this in good faith to do the appropriations process as it should be done. But what if they're the ones that aren't acting in good faith and they can project that morality? You know what February 2nd is? Groundhog Day! Wake up, campers! <laughs> Don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there! It's cold out there every day. Where do you think this is? Daytona Beach? Yeah, I've seen that movie a million times. Yeah, they How say it a million ironic. times in the movie. Oh my How god, that's so they're funny. Do this can't fucking wait. I can't 2nd. fucking wait. Uh, that's going to be such a great show cover with him as the groundhog. <laughs> Check your mirrors. Don't drive angry. That's pretty good for a quadruped. I know all the lines, man. Remember when he's driving with the groundhog on his lap? Yeah. <laughs> remember if you're gonna shoot him shoot high i don't want to hit the groundhog i'm gonna go watch that movie so again. the house did pass uh these crs today interestingly primarily with democratic support so he would not there was a two-thirds majority required to pass this law the way they did it or, or 
continue resolution rather. Um, and he got something like 209, I think, Democrats to sign on. Okay. He wouldn't have been able to do it with just Republican support. And essentially, McCarthy got unspeakered for pretty much doing the same thing. I know. With I know. But the he's Democrats. their guy, so it's fine. But you know what? If this is the way that we get back to, like, we can hate each other, but we can work together for the American people, that, like, it can start off bad and work towards good. It probably won't. But like, I've started trying to be more optimistic. I noticed that ever since a few personal disasters happened to me about eight years ago, and then uh, my personal injury that got me like kind of a little PTSD, I've noticed I've been a little bit more pessimistic. I've always been a very optimistic person. You know, bad things happen, and I just be like, that's okay. Things are going to just work out because I'm white and I'm American. It's going to be great. (laughs) Like, and I just kind of lost that. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's all this wokeness, you know? Maybe they have a point. But I, you know, I've noticed. Like I've made a conscientious effort to be a little bit more optimistic with things. So I, I think that that, that, I mean, you do see that as like, this might look icky now, but he won't be there forever. There'll be another version that's more palatable because this happened. And at the end of the day, all these assholes are going to work and hate each other and get shit done. Yeah. So the CR will likely pass in the, in the Senate. It's pretty much what they call a clean bill. There is no aid for Israel or Ukraine in, in the CR. Um, but it, essentially it keeps the status quo as it is. And so the Senate's likely to pass it because there's no reason for them not to. They want to keep the government open as well. Um, so we'll be good for another, uh, what, month and a half? Yeah. Two months? Yeah, unless unless somebody pulls some stunt where they're like, just kidding, new Speaker of the House. We're going to focus on that for a month and a half, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, I was going to make a comment about Israeli funding, but I think I'll save it for later. Um, okay. The uh, Dude, Hakeem Jeffries is so ready to be the president in 2032. Oh, I could see that. House passes the CR today. Uh, well, the House Democratic Caucus discussion is... He's like a bad replicant Obama. Look at him. <laughs> His eyes are always half closed. He looks like he came out of the replicant machine a little melty. Yeah. Ongoing. Stone in the back. We continue to evaluate the continuing resolution that is in front uh, of us. We've made clear uh, that there should be no spending cuts. And we've made clear that there should be no poisonous political partisan policy oh. provisions i thought it was gonna be another p word it was but i thought it was gonna be penises all alliteration aside i mean this guy is like he's he's presidential material absolutely he's got to have some <laughs> kind of scandal he looks like he has scandals right that there's, face there's has killed totally, a hooker that's the oh, face of a hooker skeletons. killer yeah, yeah. maybe hooker strangler maybe not killer you know i guess maybe strangling push somebody in the subway like uh House of Cards. Oh, yeah. House of Cats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. You spoiled season one, Alan. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, John Manchin. John? John? Joe. 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 I always, for some reason, the way Manchin isn't spelled like a mansion, a house, and it reminds me of Carol Baskin. I don't know why, because it's not bad. And I wanted that to bitch even, Carol Baskin. That bitch Carol Baskin. I was like, that bitch Joe Manchin. <laughs> Joe Manchin. Killed her husband. Clapped him. Can't convince me that shit never happened. Carol Baskin. So John Manchin decided to not run for senator again. Alan, just for people that don't know anything, because our listeners are clearly stupid. Uh, why is that important to him? I'm joking. Why is that important that he, this... this uh, He's a senator from Virginia. He is essentially, without him running, it's really unlikely that the Dems could win him. Well, so he's a Democrat from Virginia, and his seat is... The only reason he got that seat is because he used to be governor, and he was liked, and despite his political handicap, 
for the you know republicans <laughs> right. of west virginia right Republican yeah, and he's often been virginia. a thorn sort of in the side of democrats democrats agenda overall um you know he takes very um uh, centrist specific- centrist stances on things like uh energy policy and stuff. oh yeah not because he owns a fucking coal factory or whatever the sure, fuck it is what's his energy shit i believe it is coal coal yeah. okay yeah. i mean it's west virginia virginia here's his statement about retiring i believe in my heart of hearts <laughs> that i have accomplished what i set out to do for west virginia i've made one of the toughest decisions of my life and decided that i will not be running for re-election to the united states senate yeah. but what i and will Sean be doing is traveling the country and no. speaking out to see if there is an interest in creating a movement to mobilize the middle and bring Americans together. Oh, fuck off. He's been in government for 9,000 fucking years. Now he's going to put on like, he's going, oh, I'm going to go get some sense of what the real people really want. You know, <laughs> like what a waste of an opportunity to deliver to the people that fucking voted you in. You had all that time to maybe actually represent, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? Now that I'm out, you know what? I'm tired of this job where I represent the people of this country. I need to quit that and drive around the country and get a sense <laughs> of where people are. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> you fucking liar. You just like, this is the worst of politics. Uh, like it, maybe he couldn't hear what the people wanted over the sound of his coal factories, Alan, <laughs> or the sound of his yacht. I mean, it's a pretty nice boat. Just that's <clears throat> true. And he's masquerading as some centrist man of the people, right? It, it, it irritates me. It really irritates me. I can tell. I the, agree. I, it irritates me as well. Did you know that there is a, um, it's, it's, it's like a, uh, it's not a pact. There's some sort of political entity that was created and you have to like file paperwork for it that was to explore the interest in a Romney mansion ticket. Oh, no, I was not aware of that. So I know I just said everything I just said, (laughs) but you would like that. Both of these men have a knack for finding an inconsistent, an inconsistent consensus. Is that right? So they 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 find the like consensus among the populace uh-huh. that isn't always in a congruous way to their previous thoughts, uh-huh. but it's in a way that's clearly not driven by dogmatic principles. Yeah, they're able to move, and that actually, now that I say it out loud, kind of appeals to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I'm why. such a cunt. Like, I mean, yeah, Mansion has been able to work with Biden, or Biden been able to work with Mansion to get some of these bills passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, that's how it sounds in 2023 and 2021. It was, he told him to come to Capitol Hill, had a talk with him, or he told him to come to the white house, had a talk with him and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But eventually some things. Did sure. Pass. And that only happened because of that type of dialogue. Sure. Fair enough. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like that, but I will go to half with, uh, uh, an interesting. Did you know, Alan? Okay. So it's been a while since, it's been a while since, um, sorry, just, maybe I should get checked for some sort of <laughs> Tourette's. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when, when Ram, Romney ran for president in 2012, Romney ran for president. Yep. I got through it, Alan. Stop it. Yeah, okay. Did. I'm hanging on. I don't need your help with this. Um, when Romney ran for president in 2012, I think this came out because I know I knew this story, but I forgot this and I hope. Perhaps you have, and listeners, maybe you've never known this. So if I say the 1983 Romney dog incident, does that ring any bells 
Not at all. Not not a single bell is ringing. Not a single bell for whom ringing. the bell does not toll. Okay, so let me pull up the wiki. Uh-huh. The I'm going to put this here. No, oh, it's okay. too much brightness. Mitt Romney dog incident during a 1983 family vacation. This is not good, right, Alan? Can you look oh, up man. what year uh, vacation the movie came out? During a 1983 family vacation, if you don't think it's going there, listeners, if you've seen vacation, it might be going there. American businessman and future politician Mitt Romney drove 12 hours with his dog on top of the car. Oh, no. It gets so much better. Oh, no. I wouldn't talk about this if it was tragic. Okay. 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 So he wasn't just left on top of the car. Can you imagine the dog just gripping the windshield? Like every time he goes around turns, like I got this, like it's an action movie. No, no, don't worry. This was intentional. What? Yeah. They put the dog in a windshield equipped dog carrier, (laughs) (laughs) which would not be remarkable. Were it not for the fact that this became the subject of negative media attention and political attacks on Romney in both the 20. the 2008 and 2012 presidential elections. I do like, you know how there's always that little box inside the wiki where it's like, um, the bullet points the of details. like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it says date 1983 link location, Romney station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Romney in June, 83 Romney, the Romney family left their Belmont, Massachusetts home on their way to Romney's parents' cottage in beach Pines, Ontario. That's in Canada trader for an annual vacation along the shore of Lake Huron. Their dog, Seamus, rode in a carrier on the roof of the family's Chevy Caprice station wagon. Jesus Christ, what vehicle was it? What year did did vacation come out? 1989. No way. No, that's (laughs) not true. Vacation, the original vacation. Wait, Christmas vacation? No, dickweed. God damn it. Ruining the bit. Wow, I am really aggressive today. What year did vacation come out? 2015. If you say 2015 with a fucking straight face on. (laughs) Are you talking about that one with Ed Helms in it? Yeah, with Chevy Chase at home. Why do you hate me? <laughs> I'm just Googling shit, dude. Just engage. Like, how, did you have an edible? No. I put, do you think that vacation, vacation came out after Christmas vacation? No, it was the 80s. I know. Well, why'd you say 2015? Because that's what comes up in the Google machine. I don't. Can you scroll down to the next entry and get with... Can you put the word original in there? This is off the rails. Oh, okay. 1983. No way! <laughs> really the movie with chevy chase where they dragged the dog behind the car tied to the bumper yes came out in 1983 it did yes the same year as the romney dog incident the same year maybe at the were... time he was just a businessman doing business things i don't think he just was like things. this is not a famous story i didn't hear didn't know of it okay so he put the dog up on the top with the windshield that wouldn't have made the, the fucking news yeah but it was a Chevy Caprice, which I think is the same car as in Vacation, which was the reason I got to asking you about the year. God, it's a miracle I have my thoughts together. I still got somewhere to go with this. 12-hour trip. Romney had a built-in windshield uh, for the dog carrier. During the 650-mile trip, Seamus got diarrhea. The dog was named Seamus? Yeah, I said okay. that earlier. The, and he got diarrhea. The, that's Googling. not the point to clarify the dog's name. That's the time to exclaim over the diarrhea incident. <laughs> God, the diary incident of the dog incident. Okay. <laughs> the the Romneys were first alerted to the Irish setter's bowel issue when Tag Romney noticed brown liquid oh. pouring down the back window. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Followed immediately by him and his younger brothers yelling in disgust. Romney stopped at a gas station to wash the dog, the carrier, and the car. With Seamus back in the carrier, the family continued on their way. <laughs> That's, that is what got, that is what got Barack Obama reelected. I'm going to get a beer and regroup. You're pissing me the fuck off. I love you, buddy. All right. See you on the beast. <laughs> This is the B-side of our data, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Alright, coming back from half I uh, think I have a question for you, buddy Okay, do tell Well, it's nothing to tell, it's a question Now see, now I'm back to being irritated with you statement is that it's just like i gotta say my catchphrases you know you know what why would i give you shit about words when i couldn't say the 312th edition of us doing the fucking intro that's why i got confused once i started saying the show number at the beginning and i should stop oh that's that. what happened i okay. should stop doing that it's not helping <laughs> um do you think trump knows how to drive oh i i imagine he knows how but he probably hasn't driven in a very long time why would you imagine he knows how to drive well, at some point, he where is he from? Up. New York. Why would he have driven? Mm, so you think he just took cabs everywhere? I mean, Perhaps. most people I know from New York don't know how to drive. Like the people that I know that are from New York City, they're like, I don't know how to drive. Because they could use a subway or public yeah. transport. Or whatever. Yeah. Why would yeah. I drive? I have to pay for a car. I have to pay to park it. I have to do all this bullshit. Right. You know, I live on the yeah, top of a building. I would just because of his, the wealth that he grew up in. I would imagine that having a car would have been like a cool thing to do. I I don't, I feel like we'd see him driving. Biden's always out in his Corvettes, you know? Oh, I'm, I imagine if he knows how, he hasn't driven in decades. Like, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, because he's always getting driven around yeah, by his uh, Secret Service outside yeah. of Walter Reed, waving the up the window. Suburban or whatever. I always yeah. remember that picture of him at Walter Reed. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> with this, the Secret Service agent stuck in a closed space with him. Yes, yeah, the, with COVID. where he was like on death's door from COVID. Right. Um, so this is a rally from three years ago that I'm reminded of because I decided to listen to that Some More News podcast again, oh, uh, yeah. which I do enjoy. But I have to admit that they open their show saying they're the Internet's only uh, news show. And I'm like, hmm, that's odd. Uh, sounds familiar. Uh, and then I'll forget about it. And then they'll like make something about Vivek rhymes with cake. And I'm like, huh? And then I can't help but hear all that and think we have a close friend of the show, close friend of mine. I'll remain nameless that I know is friends with people on that show and other people that formerly worked at cracked. Right. And I'm wondering if he told them to listen to the show and they like our show enough. That, I mean, that would be cool. I'd be fine with it. If I would too. Our catchphrases. That's cool. I, I would too. And I'd be totally fine ripping them off. So they reminded me of this bit. So I'm going <laughs> to fucking play it on my show. Now we're even. Nice. All right. All right. You're not right. the internet's only news show. We are. Because we were being serious when we said that. So I'm going to get <laughs> mad about it. Because not because I wasn't being sarcastic when we said, mm -hmm. all right. Um, 
you know, if you repeat it enough, it becomes true. And I kind of thought we were the internet's only debate in current events. So, well, we are the only, you know, the oh. only that's starring Dustin. And that's right. That's, which is the complete right. sentence. I forgot right. about that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I should pay more attention to me. Um, this is, they reminded me of this Trump at a rally when he was running for reelection in 2020 said this. This is about whether he knows how to drive. By the way, nice trucks. You think I could hop into one of them and drive it away? I'd love to just drive the hell out of here. Just get the hell out of this. I had such a good life. My life was great. And then I said, let's do this, darling. This will be a lot of fun. But you know what? I'm so happy with it because nobody has ever done so much. All right, see, the typical comes from there. But like there, I totally forgot about this. Like in the, and while he was re running for reelection, he's like, my life was so great. And he just stared off and was like, what if I just got in one of those trucks and mm-hmm. drove away from all of this? That's the closest we into the sunset because people always say like Trump didn't want to be president. He thought it would be good for his brand. And then once he got it, he's like, fuck, now I have to be president. I'm probably (laughs) going to do something illegal as fuck. Now I'm going to have to be in court for the rest. Now I have to be president forever. So then when it comes to reelection, if I don't win, I guess I'll just have to stay in office, which we got a clip about that coming up Mm. uh, with the boss said that he's always going to be in power or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jenna Ellis. Um, yeah, but like, I completely forgot about that. And like people speculate on that all the time what I just said. Um, but that's like the closest we have to him having a moment where he was like, look at those trucks. I could just go. <laughs> I'm sure there were a lot of nice trucks at the rally. <laughs> I don't think he knows how to drive. All right, let's get into our, uh, Trump cult segment. Um, I had to check if this was real because this is an old clip too. It's from 2013. I thought that this was the AI, like somebody made some fun mm-hmm. with it. Uh, do you remember the Wendy Williams show or the um, mm-hmm. very loud Chicago woman would, um, <laughs> right? Is that a sure. good way to say it? I guess you could yeah. say it. Yeah, it's Oprah for kids, Alan, because she's Chicago and a daytime talk show, right? Right, right. Uh, just louder. Um, so Trump is on there with Ivanka and Wendy Williams asks him, She's kind of like a female Tracy Mo- Tracy Morgan. Liz <laughs> Levin. We want to know a little bit more about you guys, so we play this game here. It's called Fave Five. I'll ask the question. Ivanka, uh, you answer first, and then Dad, you answer uh, also. Okay, Ivanka. This is 2013. What's the favorite thing you have in common with your father? Either real estate or golf. Donald, with your daughter? Well, I was going to say sex, but I can't relate that. <laughs> Gross. I think if you put this like, ah, sorry, ah. it was related. <laughs> I'm not. Her cat was sh- named Vagina. What? <laughs> I'm not trying to stand for Trump here, but I think if you put this in context of the time, he was doing a uh, Howard Stern a lot during this time period, and so it was like shock jock radio, and that's probably where his head went. But it's, huh. man, it's still uh-huh. it's really huh. gross. Yeah. I, I'm not convinced by that one, but nice try. Yeah, yeah. Good, good try, Alex. I'm just trying to add some yeah. context here. Yeah. Uh, what's this one say? Truth, truth, oh, central. I that one. Sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> I just saw new things. Bring some Cokes in here. Hey, bring some, uh, bring some Cokes in, please. Cokes. Bring some Cokes in here, yeah. All right. Um, Wouldn't it have been better if you just said Coke? That would seem... It would have been funnier. Don Jr.'s on Coke. Yeah. Uh, how, yeah, but he doesn't do cocaine. He does Sudafed from England. No. He does English right. Sudafed. It's a different drug, Alan. It's the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, keeps you up all night. on shit. Pep- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
None of that stepped on shit you get at Walgreens. We get this shit right. from the UK. <laughs> oh, Willy Wonka himself brings it over. Why Willy Wonka? That's not even British. Okay, Charles Dickens. Um, all right, so how about we go with something current? This was from last week. This is him saying a very common phrase that every American is very familiar with. So he just says it, you know, and then and then he does the thing that you say to someone when it's something very obvious. You say, you know what I mean, right? What they've done is they've released the genie out of the box. You understand that? You know what I mean? You know, you know the phrase. They've released the genie out of the box. You understand that? You know what? You understand that, Alan? That uh, a skin, yeah, a skinned cat grows no moss. (laughs) The guy can turn a phrase, man. Right. He can. He can indeed. All right. Um, This is some real shit from him this last week. So he was asked. Consider Tucker Carlson on your VP list. I want to give you a hypothetical here. You're a big sports fan. You know, sports like fan. Nick Saban's going to retire at some point. And if you, you t- know, you think about Donald Trump, you're a big sports fan. You're a big sports guy, right, Donald? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love showing up at sporting events to try to get people to like me. It's, you know, sports games. Yeah. I mean, we did. We are about to play the clip of him going into the UFC with fucking Kid Rock and oh, no, getting ahead of myself. Talk to the athletic director at Alabama. He would say he has a list. So would Tucker Carlson be on your list of potential VPs? And how many names might be on that list as you sit and look and survey the political field? Well, first of all, you know, I did my first, uh, you could call it counter-programming, but I I won't call it that. But uh, Tucker wanted to do an interview during the first debate. And I think... Well, he's talking and he says, you know, you could call it counter-programming. I wouldn't. I know I'm the ones that picking the words out of my head the words i'm picking are counter programming but i would not call it that that said we put it on counter to the republican debates so don't call it counter programming on that list as you sit and look and survey the political field well first of all you know i did my first uh you could call it counter programming but i I won't call it that you did but uh, tucker wanted to do an interview during the first debate and I think, you know, I'm sorry to get stuck on this, but that's a perfect example of him. I can't say I can't have a flaw, right? The way I would say that someone who's filled with self-doubt is uh, it's not the best word, but you call it counter-programming, right? And, and he's like, you could call it counter-programming. I wouldn't. I'm going to keep talking, though. Those, that wasn't me. It was you. You could call it that. No, because this is it. what your business is. We broke every record. Monster audience. In history. Yeah. I think it just hit over 300. Whatever. It's two minutes of him talking about why he wouldn't uh, rule out Tucker being his vice Has president. Has he not seen the text? Not see? Alan, God. No, not seen. Has he not seen the text messages? Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Okay. Uh, you mean uh, that he was a demonic force and that he hates that. Tuck, so, yeah. Tuck, yeah, Tucker's text where he called Trump a demonic force and that he hates him passionately. He hates him. Yeah. Apparently, he hasn't seen the text. Uh, I don't think any of that matters because Tucker Carlson is a complete sellout and a flim flam man. And he walked into the UFC event in Trump's entourage. Mm-hmm. And he did do the interview with them also. It's just like, it's how do people then go like, yeah, but my news guy that I listen to, Tucker Carlson, like, not, I don't know. Uh, yeah. You should listen to someone you can trust that's never done anything wrong or said anything wrong or been inconsistent. Like, like us. Dustin and Allen. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I kind of hinted at it earlier. I put the cart right in front of the horse. Um, this is. Where it goes. Dis- no, it doesn't. I know. Oh, okay, good. I was going to argue with you more. Um, this is Jenna Ellis. I had to think about it though. I was like, does it Did I say this wrong? Um, this is about a minute. 
in my opinion, this minute goes by really fucking fast because there's so many like, what? wait, is this happening? Is this being said? Alan, who's Jenna Ellis? Uh, she was Mark Meadows's assistant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know how she's more colloquially known? One I- of the co-conspirators in Donald ah, Trump's yeah. uh, Atlanta trial. The, sure. So here, yeah, on the RICO charges. So this is her and her, I think it's called a proffer. So this is like, this is a recorded statement. This is you saying what you're willing to share with us in exchange for the immunity. There's no consequence for you telling us this basically. Right. So this is not something that's coerced. And you might say like, Oh, that's just hearsay. This is just someone talking. No, let me remind you something I said 30 seconds ago. This is one of the indicted co-conspirators. So this is someone who is complicit in it. So this is actually not something to dismiss because they just said it to the feds. Right. Right. Okay. She was in the room. And she's going to talk about being in the room Um, for context. She's talking about a Christmas party on December 19th. 2020 might have been december 18th but whatever it's office christmas party so you know how as a rule don't go kids listening as a rule do not go to the christmas party you have nothing to gain and everything to lose unless you don't drink if you don't drink don't drink yeah yeah. don't drink at the christmas party yes and uh at the time uh period where they were going to start to discuss what was uh dan scavino's role who's dan scavino um he was the head of social media and then right. uh at this time period he just got promoted to naturally deputy um the deputy chief of staff so head of social media it's a lateral move to deputy chief of staff lateral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at the time i believe his title was social media director Sorry. for Sorry. the white house <laughs> it became deputy chief of staff um at the time that the conversation in question took place okay and when was that alan do you know yes. she has a really nice sweater on? She does. Okay. There's a couple of kittens in there, huh? <laughs> the conversation was around December 19th of 2020 uh, at the White House Christmas party. And I uh, emphasized to him, I thought that the, um, the, the claims and the ability to challenge uh, the election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump, and everyone understood the boss. um, That's what we all called him. Um, He said the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And I said to him, well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize. And he said, we don't care. (laughs) That's pretty incredible. Dude, I told you that was a fast minute. Yeah, it did go pretty fast. We had talked about speculating that that was sort of their where their head was at but just to hear somebody who was in the room what they were actually saying yeah holy shit that's fascism right or whatever authoritarianism i don't care which version you like to go on the road to fascism yes 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 uh let's listen to another co-conspirator this clip is going to be tempting because it can be very long it's two minutes if we do the whole thing i don't think we need to i think the first minute or so um i got about a minute in and i said okay i'm gonna have to stop this at some point um Sidney Powell, co- another co-conspirator. Uh, there is so much she touches on in this. Um, Rudy calling her names. Uh, the fact that she had no election law experience, even though she was going to be his special counsel. Um, confiscating machines, which I predicted in like August 2020. And people, uh, the people in, in, in Donald Trump's circle that told him to his face that he lost. That's all covered in this which rudy called rudy and 
threatened uh, his life. Uh, there were no circumstances on anything. He called me a bitch and I don't know what all. Ooh, spicy. And that's pretty much all I remember about that one. Did I know anything about election law? No. Fraud <laughs> from having been a prosecutor for 10 years. What was um, President Trump's sense of what you would do as special counsel? Depends how much you pay, right? Yes, <laughs> he assumed, and I would have thought that I would have looked at uh, putting into effect a provision of 13848 that would have allowed the machines to be secured in four or five states. Just how randomly? Would you choose which states that you would target? How would I have chosen that? By the ones where there were the most uh, statistical anomalies. Ms. Powell, were you ever around when someone, anyone, told uh, Donald Trump that he had lost the election? Oh, yeah. Who? Uh, Pat Cipollone. Patsy Baloney. And Derek Lyons all thought he'd lost. Was that in the December 18th meeting? Yes. What, what was um, President Trump's reaction when, I guess, this cadre of advisors would say you lost? It was like... Uh, well, they would say that, and then they'd walk out, and he'd go, see, this is what I deal with all the time. He was specifically willing to appoint me special counsel. In fact, he looked over at Cipollone, Pat Cipollone three different times and said, do I have the authority to name her special counsel? And Cipollone said, yes, you do. And then somebody said, well, she doesn't have a security clearance. So he looked at Cipollone, and he said, do I have the authority to give her a security clearance? And Cipollone said, yes, you do. And then about the third time we went through that scenario, uh, Cipollone, I think, said, you can name her anything you want, Mr. President, and nobody's going to pay a bit of attention to it. <laughs> oh, my God. So a couple of thoughts. Um, she, I, I think there's a difference in tone between her and the first person speaking. Right. Can you describe that? Well, I think that she's still on the side that the election was stolen. And, and so she, she also thinks that a time traveler that didn't have a head yes, came to yes. her and told her. And she said that, that Trump was going on his instincts uh, about the election results. And so that's, you know, while everybody was telling him that he lost, he just had this instinct that he had won. And so, you know, we should just you move forward it. with that. Yeah. You said one. So she's a little bit more defiant, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's weird, right? Like you're watching someone being like, well, in all of these ways, we committed this criminal act. Right. And like, here's the proof that they knew that. And it's like, and you know, what's really crazy. This is her, right? He's, she's like, you know, what's really crazy. He even was like, can we, uh, make this lady that has no experience with election law be special counsel. And they were like, yeah, you could totally make me special counsel. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll be special. Wait, oh damn it. Oh shit. It's like, <laughs> you are complicit. You F word. Like I can say fuck. You can't. Can. Oh yeah. I mean, and she's already, pleaded guilty um so we're a plaid podcast we say plaid here yeah i like we say plaid in this house i prefer plaid um so yeah this this testimony both both this testimony and jenna ellis's testimony were leaked um unclear who leaked it but the ag in in the case is upset about it apparently she says it wasn't her office that did it um this was leaked to abc yeah and Mm -hmm. the washington post i believe Uh That's interesting. I didn't realize that was leaked. You know, that and that other, that document that got signed by a hundred people that that got leaked, those get leaked for, on purpose, right? Like those are made oh. to be leaked. That, yeah. that, 
like you don't sign document? yeah yes that was yeah. made to be leaked right a hundred percent yeah yeah i thought so yeah. too um let me play this this is steve bannon is on uh one of your people's shows alan i think it's msnbc and uh morning joe maybe something like this yeah. mm-hmm. uh oh no no it's a show on showtime but uh they're showing this clip on nbc msnbc anyway okay. uh steve bannon's being uh he's kind of explaining his side and then they ask him a question and then they kind of run their agenda and i think they i think he's got nothing to say to this here they respond to trump and they look back in trump's uh presidency and said hey my wages were higher. Inflation was lower. We weren't at wars all over the place. Maybe the guy's a jerk, but the, he's a badass and, and the world fears him. They're going to move him away from that. I instinctively feel like, okay, but that's not like necessarily things that he gets credit for. Can you address that? Because that will not come back up in the show. Like when you um, hear people say that, because I hear that all the time out here. And I'm like, I, don't, I know you're not going to hear me, so I'm not going to waste my breath on this, but I'll listen to you. What would you say to that? When people, when people say that, on the world stage they thought he was a badass and they yeah and they're like you know my wages were better you know we weren't uh, doing all these wars around the around the world blah 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 well if you want to talk about how his his standing was on the world stage he was laughed at um often by other world leaders um nobody took him seriously um a lot of our allies were very concerned with what he would do because they couldn't predict him. Um, he was laughed at by as... a bunch of pussies. You know, he goes over to the Philippines and he goes down to Brazil and Duterte and yeah. uh, what's the guy from Throw Brazil? A helicopter. Yeah. Well. Ah, that's Chile. Come on. <laughs> um, as far as the economy, yeah, I mean, the economy, you know, was okay under Trump until COVID happened. I was going to say, what happened? <laughs> yeah, COVID. Uh, they happened. kept our, they kept interest rates artificially low, so big building projects kept going on. We had a boom in every sector because of that. And yeah, and that's not necessarily Trump's fault. That's what every president would encourage. Um, we would hope that they would take the right steps to try to, you know, prevent a major bust. But nobody was, would have been willing to do that. It just so happens, though, that Trump was president when that happened. So it was good for those reasons. But somebody had to pay the bill at some point. Absolutely. Here we are. And then you had a pandemic on top of it, exacerbated by both of the last two administrations printing fucking money. Okay, so he's just kind of given his like talking points shit that you hear from people all the time. And they're like, yeah, we're not here for that. How about this? And so he's a if badass. It, all he does is complain about people. He's not talking about taking on the oh, administrative state to help people's lives. He's talking about going after the people that were mean to him. He says, oh, I'm going to have the DOJ target Bill Barr because he was mean to me. I'm going to have the DOJ target John Kelly because he turned on me. I'm going to have the DOJ target Jack that's Smith. Not true. Oh, he's oh, and that's, that's not all he talks that's about. Not he that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. But here's my question. You have a MAGA lawyer who likes to come on your podcast, Mike Davis. Here's what he suggested were the top priorities for Trump's attorney general. One, fire the deep state executive branch. Two, indict the whole Biden family. Three, deport 10 million people, kids in cages. It will be glorious. Four, detain people at Gitmo. Five, pardon every January 6th defendant. What do you think about that five-step plan? I think plan? it's fantastic. We All should do five? It. All five. It used to be Bannon would say something crazy, and Trump... And his people would right. say, no, nah, yeah, that's bah, bah, not bah. the case. No, they're a lie. Is that Joe Scarborough? No. Uh, yeah. No, it's Joe, that was Joe Scarborough. Scarborough. Did you know that um, that Mika Brzezinski chick, that uh, she they're, they're married now or whatever? Mm-hmm. But she was married before, and she left her husband for her co-host of that show. It's weird, I right? Didn't, 
I did not know that. So I know all this stuff about Mika Brzezinski because I was reading that book about uh, Frank Church. And her during, father was like really. Her father was the uh, NS uh, National Security Administration, the head of the NSA during Carter, I think. The guy that who is talking to Steve Bannon in uh-huh. the clip you just played, uh-huh. that's Tim Miller. He was the communications director for Jeb Bush's 2016 president. Please clap. Please clap himself. Yes. Wow. Did he tell him you should, if, if, if a joke doesn't go over, just ask the audience to clap. Please, It'll please work. Clap. Yeah. We need to make a drop of please clap. Go, can I look for it really quick? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I ask you to Google it and then you present it and I'll move on? Sure. I, I think we're going to find a way to do this in a very efficient way. Not this time, but the next time. And we'll save all this time now. Oh, um, so can you, I have a clip that can set it up, but um, can you address the whole, like, I keep hearing this word in the, in the, in the ether about uh, vermin and Trump Uh having used the word vermin. And it seemed to have caused a fervor that was all over mainstream media. I don't spend a lot of time on that, but I've, I've seen it used enough. It's in the ether. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Like what? I I know that he had an offensive tweet basically or troth about it. And it's a troth. Troth, Truth. Truth. So this is on Veterans Day. He had a speech, which he sort of mirrored the same words, and then he had a post also. He said, we will pledge to you that we will root out the communists, the Marxists, the fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. Did you look um, that up that fast, or did you just have that memorized? No, I, I, I had a page open for it. Ah. Um, so that has very, like, the, the resonance of, of that statement is very similar to things that, like, Hitler and Mussolini would say it's very, is it similar intentionally or is it similar by accident? Because this is how the man talks. I, you know what? I can't tell you. I I can't tell you. That's how he gets away with it. He can't keep getting away with this. (laughs) So I don't know, but, but yeah, definitely. So turning, he's saying, look, the the problems that we have in this country aren't about external. They're internal. Uh Those are our enemies. We have to worry about. He's a very like isolationist fascist. At least that's the way he comes off. But he said he's going to fight the fascists. <laughs> well, that's that's what the fascists. So he's going up against the fascists and the communists. Yeah, that seems like a know. pretty righteous dude. Uh, no, he's going up against the communists specifically. The but Marxists. he said in that I heard you say it. He's going against the fascists. Read your rant again of his. Read his troth. I already deleted it. Oh, he trothed it somewhere, and he said, "I remember, it stood out to me." He said, "I'm going to get the the greasers, the bikers, the uh, the dweebs, <laughs> the jocks." You know, he for, said, he's a real righteous dude. He did say Marxist, fascist, and the radical left thugs that live yeah. like vermin. Yeah. Does he think yeah. that's all the same generic thing? I imagine he does. But he's yeah. been the president of the United States. Like, you should have some there's understanding no, of, like, no factions. Um, so, yeah, a lot of um, people calling him out on, on that statement out there in the media, for sure. Wow. What did I ask you to look up earlier? I have it. Do you want me to present? Oh, yeah. Can you play Please Clap? Yeah, it's, so this is so when Jeb Bush uh, in before Trump won, as Alan would say, there was a time during the primaries like this time eight years ago, and it was just assumed that that Jeb Bush, you know, the the heir apparent of the the next in the in the 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 Bush the, dynasty, the Bush dynasty. That was the word I was struggling with. You would say the Bush dynasty. I wouldn't. <laughs> not me not remembering a word um the, the, you you would say counter programming I, I would not yeah the uh but you might 
So there was this time in 2015 where it was just assumed that Jeb Bush and it was going to be Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton. It was Bush versus Clinton again. Rah, 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 okay. rah, 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 rah. Just like 1992, Alan. Isn't this hilarious? Um, and then Bush was rallying and he goes, he, he you know, he was low energy Jeb. Remember, that's what mm, Trump yeah, ended up calling him. Um, and he had a rally where he was just like given one liners and they weren't working. And he goes, please clap. <laughs> right. All right, so this is from CNN. I haven't listened to the clip yeah. as we were talking, but campaign. Look at this campaign yeah. moment. This is in Hanover uh, on Tuesday. Look at this. I think the next president needs to be a lot quieter, but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. <laughs> oh my god, that is so fucking painful. It's so painful. <sighs> Please clap. I wish we didn't all have to sit through that. I apologize. Um, okay, so this is on the subject of vermin, though. So, oh yes, I uh, here's a clip from MSNBC talking about it. Today is hitting Trump over his vermin remark. They say a spokesperson says on a weekend when most Americans were honoring our nation's heroes, Donald Trump parroted the autocratic language of Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. Two dictators. You know, it's weird. They said Adolf Hitler, like they're going authentic. And then they go Benito Mussolini. Like you think he should be, he sounds like a Rivadarci. I speak the best Italian of the group. Listen. Hitler and Benito Mussolini, two dictators, many U.S. veterans gave their lives fighting in order to defeat exactly the kind of un-American ideas. It's kind of weird. The one that they chose to authentically pronounce. Mm, like, there's you know, a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I like, I, I love bagging on this guy and I hate, there being some loophole of him just being like, what? He says things. What? You know, you get mad about this. It's kind of like when he did the hand signal, making fun of the handicap reporter. It's like, no, he talks with his hands. Everybody goes like this all the time. When have we not raise your hand? If you haven't done like this, just not above your shoulder. Right. I have not. Yeah. But I mean, so no, if you not me the, either the, ever the preponderance of evidence that we now have, he knew fact, better. The fact that he was like, no, I'm, we're never leaving. I'm just gonna be president. Oh yeah. Life. Um, his love of authoritarian dictators like Putin and Duterte, yeah, uh, Putin, um, like all all of that stuff combined, you have to like try to not see this entire picture God. as you know what I'm saying. Like you have to you have to do some work. I don't know because this got so messaged on every channel from everybody that talks the news at you that I was like. I feel like the White House was like, hey, that's Hitler speak. And it's like, I don't know that I immediately thought that. Like, I thought it was disgusting, but the man's a vulgar windbag. Yeah, but when you talk about going after your political enemies like they're vermin, I mean, that's... I mean, we could talk about it. You told me not to care about it. You said you read that Project 2025 and you dismissed it. Yeah, Alan, Alan, I said Alan an uh, article last week, if you didn't listen to the headline show, that was basically like, Trump has said that when he wins, he's going to create concentration camps to put all his political enemies. He's going to shut down the media. He's going to go after media. We're going to turn into like a, uh, a comedy improv podcast or something because we can't be talking about the news if Trump gets reelected. Like, he, like, he, and you told me you read that and you're not that worried about it. So... What what are you saying now? Like you no, think I that still, you're thinking that this word means that now he's no, the still, threat? I'm not changing my position on okay. whether or not I'm concerned about that. I am saying that if you take what we know as a totality, you you can't say that he does not have fascist tendencies. One hundred percent. But I just I feel like it's a stretch to say, hey, I think he is like. Because like, what's the counterfactual that he thought it would be good for him politically to quote Hitler? 
I think he just, if what you were settling on is an agreement that even if it's subconsciously, he is displaying the same traits. So pay attention to that and maybe don't vote for somebody that acts like that. If that's what you're saying, we're, we're that's what, that is what I'm saying. Oh, that is what I'm saying. I apologize. I've no, been very sure. argumentative today. <laughs> Anyways, the only vermin I care about is vermin supreme. And if you don't know now, who vermin some supreme will is, tell you that this mandatory toothbrushing law is about the secret. Tooth- it's mandatory- about toothbrushing. If you have to now, ask friends, some people will tell you that this mandatory toothbrushing law is about the secret dental police kicking down your door at 3 a.m. to make sure you've brushed. Friends, it is not. Okay. Some will mention the dental re-education centers or the preventative <laughs> dental maintenance detention facilities. It's, it's not about the government-issued toothpaste containing an addictive yet harmless substance. No, friends, it is not even about DNA gene splicing to create a race of winged monkeys to act as tooth fairies. Fucking Vermin Supreme is my favorite. So he runs for Libertarian Libertarian Party candidate for president. He's ran as the Democratic candidate for president. He is um, like a Frank Zappa performance artist, satire, uh, just, you know, just a perfect Coen Brothers representation of the, just the mockery of power, right? Right, right. Was he... Was he talking about fluoride in the tooth? I, he might have been. I don't know. Or he's During hinting at it yeah. to say something else, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Do you remember what fluoride? They talk about that in um, Doctor Strange Love. That was part that. of the general that goes mad at, at the beginning. That that guy was talking about fluoride in the water. <laughs> Just next time okay. somebody talks about that, yeah. But you know what they'll say to you? They'll be like, "Yeah, they knew back then too." They knew back then. Yeah. yeah. Turn the frogs gate. Uh, so Vermin Supreme wears a bunch of ties around his neck at the same time and a boot on his head. You know, Vermin Supreme. He's a, he'll intro today's show. Um, and if I'm going to play that, any conspiracy around dentistry, I have to play my favorite clip of all time from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. This is Shake from Aqua Teen Hunger Force talking to Meatwad. Master? Quack is a figment of the liberal media and the dental industry to scare you into buying useless appliances and pastes. Now, I've read the arguments on both sides, and I haven't found any evidence yet to support the need to brush your teeth. Ever. I don't know how you know, I know too. Well, I got rid of my teeth at a young age because I'm straight. Teeth are for gay people. That's why fairies come and get them. That's why fairies come and get them, Alan. Duh. That was show. That show was on. That was show was on Cartoon Network. Yeah. The children's channel. Just sure. two hours after all the kids go to bed. They're like, it's Adult Swim. Kids wouldn't possibly be watching TV at 11.15. Yeah, I remember the time it came out. I fucking love that show. Uh, that's the same voice as this lady. Atlanta didn't ever burn. Atlanta was a false flag operation. All right. Uh, well, that was a divergent um, divergence. Did Trump encourage people to citizens arrest James, uh, Letitia James and Judge Ngoron? Yes. I have to emphasize Ngoron because, wait, did you say yes? So, well, so I've heard people say that, but he said, like, we need to encourage the citizens arrest, right? From what I understand, somebody had tweeted or truth or whatever had said, my dream would be that there's a citizens arrest of James and, and Goron. And he and retweeted it? He retweeted it. Oh. Is what I, that's what I understand. There's going to be some whole lawsuit about whether retweeting is the same as tweeting it. <laughs> Some at some point, yeah, retrotting, re-exting. Yeah, what is the re? Is it called a re-ex? I don't know. I think everybody's just, just calling it tweeting, even though it's not Twitter mm. anymore. Yeah, at some point, people won't. Maybe I don't know. It's in Goron. That's weird, right? 
Yeah. And then the other judge is McAfee, which is weird to me. Oh, yeah. Like that fucking internet. The crazy. Virus. No, yeah, the security guy. I had to delete my McAfee virus. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. That came back yeah. up earlier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was not on the show. Uh, we were recording, and then I accidentally restarted the computer. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get into our best of the right. We still got shit to get to. Um, okay. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani on surprising the Hispanic vote. So this is a strategy that he admitted to on a podcast with Steve Bannon and Carrie Lake, the hair model that used to tell the news to people in Phoenix. Dirty trick in New York. Dirty trick in New York. I'm no, so shocked. This, this sounds like uh, he's saying that this is a dirty trick I used in New York. He's saying that. And then they're saying we can use some dirty tricks like this is happening. This is chaos. Also, I can barely make words out. I know. That's why I'm repeating it, because I thought maybe it wasn't. OK, uh, it'll settle in. Your ear will adjust. A little dirty a trick, dirty trick in New York. Dirty, I'm yeah, a dirty, dirry dirty dirty trick in New York. I'm no, so but shocked. Played by Republicans. By Republicans. Republicans don't know dirty tricks. <laughs> How about this one? OK, give it so to they, me. They went He's like, Republicans don't know dirty tricks. Right, Rudy? Don't fucking tell this story, Rudy. East Harlem, which is all Hispanic, and they would go they to home, they would go to an area that was all Hispanic. They'd give out they gave out they gave out little cards, and the card said, "If you come to vote, make come, sure you have come. your green card because INS are picking up illegals." Oh my gosh! So the they spread they it all over the Hispanic. Yeah. After the election, the Clinton uh, Civil Rights Division investigated. I was on vacation after the election, and I get a call from my lawyer, Denny Young, and he says, uh, uh, Rudy, we got a, uh, the Justice Department's investigating us. Uh, Janet Reno's coming after us. Uh, we violated civil <laughs> rights. I said, Denny, you're a lawyer. Think about it. What civil rights do we violate? They don't have civil rights. But we, <laughs> all we did is prevent people who can barely people. And vote from voting. Yeah. Maybe we tricked them, but trick, tricking is not a crime. Yes, it is. Oh. And in those days, we didn't have crazy prosecutors. Nowadays, they probably prosecute. By the way, when he says crazy, he means people that enforce the law, right, right. even if you're powerful. Or even though it isn't. And that's the way we kept down the Hispanic mm. vote. And that's the way we kept down the Hispanic vote. He's like, that's how you we did it. You know, exactly. It's perfect uh, storytelling structure. It's like, I'm going to tell you a dirty trick. Let me describe the dirty trick. And here you have it. That's, in fact, how we performed the dirty trick. Like, <laughs> in conclusion, I'm a scumbag. <laughs> also, why is it mic'd like a bad school auditorium? I, yeah, they probably had one mic for all three of them. It didn't sound like they're on separate like channels. It, yeah. yeah. Here's Ted Cruz being a tough guy. Well, I got to tell you, if they want us to drink two beers a week, frankly, they can kiss my ass. No, okay. Um, <laughs> the host on Newsmax even was like, oh, uh, uh, you know what he wanted to say? Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that guy's going to be in the Senate for life. It doesn't matter. No one's going to vote for a Democrat there. I mean, it keeps getting close, I guess, right? Yeah, I could see Texas changing eventually. Maybe. Um, here's a great, great, great clip. This in a normal week, this would be the clip of the week. We haven't even played the clip of the week. Um, chances are your friends have already sent you the clip of week, so we're kind of playing it later. Um, <laughs> but you might not have seen this. This is Lauren Bobert uh, given a hint. No, I'm joking. This is Lauren <laughs> Bobert uh, having a normal interaction. Well, she's having an interaction with another coworker of hers in the house, 
And there's Normal these for lower and bober, perhaps. Yes. And they do a uh, there's there's these like words they use to pass off their time while they speak. Mm-hmm. Right. And I yield my time. And you may not. It might be confusing if it was your first day there, but this is literally her job. And like, you, right. Like yeah, she is there. Right. OK, she's she, not new. OK. And I asked the gentle lady to yield for a question. Woman's recognized. It's not my time. I asked you to yield. I have reserved. You're free to speak. <laughs> yes. I'm asking if you'll yield for a question. Sure. Ask your question. <laughs> what funds in this bill are used uh, for the purposes? Uh, yeah, it's so funny because like she's being so shitty about it. And all that, that's right. betraying is her lack of understanding. Right. He's just trying to follow procedure. And she's like, uh, what? So I'm told. I don't know how to do this either, but it's not my job. Right. Okay. So he's going to ask her a question because like she's uh, voting no on a bill and he's saying like what for for a reason that he's describing. And she's he's like, when did vacation come out? Shut like, up, Alan. Uh, <laughs> oh. And yes, it has actually it is a lot like that, Alan. It is that mind bobbling. <laughs> bobbling. Got me all flustered. Let me take a deep breath. So he's uh, he's trying to ask her a specific question about why she's taking the position she's taking on this bill. You uh, okay. uh, are opposed to. She can't answer it because she wasn't prepared to actually say why she has the belief she has. Sorry, I couldn't hear the gentleman. I was getting clarification. This is precautionary. Precautionary for what? I'm asking, there are sanctuary city policies. Yes, I understand. I understand what that are that are in place that are allowing the refuge of illegal aliens in these cities, and there is an influx in crime I, I, and drugs. Okay, I understand. In these cities, and there's no there's no way for these folks to even report what is taking place because they are protected under this fake policy that has been created that is subduing. The actual rule of law that we have in the Constitution of the United States. I understand that. But what you've said is none of the funds in this bill can be spent for that objective. And that is precautionary. What what funds are in this bill to be spent for that objective? I I have seen this administration use all sorts of funds to protect illegal aliens. Reclaiming my time, Ms. Colbert. Reclaiming my time. There are no funds in this bill. The bill didn't have any funds. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't know the organization of how we're supposed to pass off conversation between each other. And at the end of the day, the thing we're talking about, you have not read because you're talking about funding in a bill that does not address funding. I mean, you can't make this shit up. Oh, it's fucking terrible. She gets elected because it's a popularity contest and all she has to do is make people hate someone else more than they hate her. God, I hate this. Um, Here's more of her. Uh, my only note for this, uh, maybe I should save it. Yeah, I'll save it. I think it's a punchline, Alan. Almost gave it away. Oh, okay. Chair, I rise today to offer my amendment that utilizes the Holman rule. To- Holman rule, get it? Because it's Bobert and she gives hand jobs in the theater. <laughs> Reduce the salary of Sean Kelly, Assistant Secretary of Defense for Readiness. That salary shall be reduced to one dollar. So it just so happens that that person is a trans woman, I believe. It probably has oh. nothing to do with anything, but we do live within a culture war, and I don't mean what I just said. I think it has to do with everything. Mm-hmm. As DOD's highest-ranking trans official, this delusional man thinking he is a woman embodies and espouses the wokeism that causes, that's causing significant harm to our military readiness 
and troop morale. I rise in the... Uh, I just will say, in her defense, hey, the lady knows an XY chromosome when she sees one. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, look, 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 I get it. It's a woman. We're supposed to say that, but I can totally give that guy a hand job. Come on, let me do it. (laughs) Strongest opposition to this amendment. She can't help it. And people deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Everything she's saying is true. I have nothing I said counteracts that, but you, you know that's what's going on. She's like, oh, I'm dying to reach through those pants and do the popcorn in the bucket trick. All right, the more I go back to the hole, the more I'm going to uh, outfish it, and we want to save that hole for more fishing in the future. I mean, there's plenty to fish there later. Yes, yep. Yeah. It's just a coincidence we're using those words. Um, I'm going to skip this. Tim Burchett, he's a guy from eastern Tennessee in the house. Uh, or is he a senator? I forget now. Uh, he's in the House. Oh, yeah, in the House. Uh, he has a story. Well, for the longest time, he's like, yeah, I'm never going to vote for McCarthy, and it's personal, and he knows why. And finally, he gave the reasons why. And it's a very long clip of him saying that he elbowed him in the back. And it's probably true. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to defend Matt, Kevin McCarthy. So so Matt Gates has now uh, introduced an ethics investigation into McCarthy because of this. No way! Yeah. Wow. I, it doesn't make me want to play the clip. It just doesn't flow right, right. now. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is the clip we've all been waiting for. Oh, yes. This uh, is the clip. So set it up. Who, who are the two people talking? I, I'll tell you. One is a, is a Republican senator from Oklahoma, Mullen. Who's the, the man? Sean. Sean. Uh, I can't remember his last name. He's the head of Teamsters. That was the important part. His name is not important, and we're probably better off not giving this man's government name out on the show. <laughs> probably. I, probably. for one... Would not like to pick a fight with the head of the Teamsters. They've buried people way less important than me. Way less important (laughs) than the senator from Oklahoma. Like he's self-made. So this is him. This is uh, this is the Senator Mullen. And he's saying this guy acts like he's self-made and he talks shit about me online. Well, guess what? You're in my court now, bitch. What? Wait, so so actually, so what he's doing is reading a tweet that. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. So he's reading yeah. a tweet that the Teamsters, the head of the Teamsters, made about Mullen, and he's like, right. "This keyboard warrior wants to fight." Well, guess what, bitch? Yes, You're exactly. in my house, the Senate, exactly. where everyone will let me fight you. You ever heard of uh, Sumner or whatever? And Preston, remember that guy from South Carolina that beat the guy with the cane? Yes, he's fucking abolition or not abolition. Whoa. These uh, secessionists. Ah, my words mixed up. That's only for the video. Join the Patreon. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself. And my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. So he's basically saying Please. you just called me a fraud. Mm-hmm. But, but now we're face to face. The tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Oh, so, yeah. God damn it, Bernie. Fucking Christ. <laughs> The one time Bernie Sanders asserts himself, not when the Democratic Party gangs up on him on fucking Super Tuesday in 2020. No, no, not then. No, no. When these two men are going to duke it out in the fucking Senate, like you're going to actually break this shit up. Now is your time to sit fucking. God damn it, Bernie. Right. Solution every problem. No, no, sit down. Oh, you're a sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit Active. Okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold Mr. it. Hold it. 
He doesn't let him respond. What do you think he would have responded with? Can I, because he said, can I respond? Can I respond? Why did you suck my dick? <laughs> so, all right. So a couple of things here. Uh, by the way, when he says like, you're our U.S. senator. Yeah. Sit down. Like for fuck's sake, man. What are you doing in here? Uh, he actually goes to like remove his wedding ring. Like Bernie? Like, like, no, no. The senator. <laughs> what? That, when he's. When he stands up, he actually like makes a motion to take off his ring, like he's going to fight. I think you might want to keep that on. That's more likely to inflict more damage than hurt now, your precious little fingers. Typically, you take those off. Yeah, right? I think I'd do uh, Also, with it. apparently, this senator has like MMA experience. Like, was like did well. I won't Brazilian argue with that. But shit like that. I still think it'd be good to keep it on. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, very, very funny. I mean, also, like, this is our Senate. They're supposed this, to be. No, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. Like he's self-made. Okay, sorry. I just knew there was more I wanted to. I mean, this is our Senate. They're supposed to be the cooler heads in the room. And this yeah. is happening. We're about to engage in physical combat because like, of a tweet what the fuck man? there is another one i'm you know we definitely don't have time in this show this is going to be right. a three-hour show i just know it i don't know how much i can fucking cut out of this uh the, the, there was another clip today where um a guy accused what's his name comer the guy that's been investigating the comer, bidens yeah. you say it's comer but it's from kentucky i think it's comer uh as m comer's up there in eastern kentucky uh, they, uh, so that the, the Comer guy, there was another guy, a Democrat. So the Comer guy's a Republican and the Democrat was like, Hey man, uh, you're saying that Joe Brandon and his brother are accepting checks from Romania or blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I saw this story on CNN that said that you wrote a sweet deal to your brother and uh, what do you have to say about that? And he's like, well, that's not true. And aren't you a frog? Because I just proved that that's not true. It's like, no, you just said that that's not true. And then they kind of get bickering about that because because really the only argument that we now have to prove that that story isn't true, that Comer didn't do a sweet deal for his brother, is the man's word that is accused it's of insane. it. insane. Yes. Yeah. And, but then he goes on this whole thing like, but now you're a fraud. Look at you. And he's like, what? And they start bickering about that. And then that Comer guy goes, and you're dressed like a Smurf. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna point that out if you didn't. Yes, this whole the Smurf thing, like what the fuck? It's just this is like I keep telling you, it's peak culture war. Like these guys, <sighs> what at the end of the day, with all the craziness that McCarthyism was, what ended it? Do you remember what? Do you remember there was a moment? There was a there is a moment, and it's on it's on the record in Congress. It happened. Do you remember it? When McCarthy's speakership ended? No, no. <laughs> I apologize. McCarthyism. Oh, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, with McCarthyism and the Red Scare and all that shit. Because, you know, a little bit of history. I, I know what you're talking about. Yes. McCarthy from what? Wisconsin? Minnesota? Wisconsin? I get them confused. He just had a random uh, uh, tour in Wheeling, West Virginia. He decided to tell this campaign stop or whatever that. Uh, by the way, I have a list of 200 and something names here. They're all known communists. There is nobody on that list just made up. And then that mm-hmm. he made that into the whole Red Scare. I'm not going to give a history of the Red Scare. Anyways, you know what finally ended that? There was a moment. I don't recall. I don't recall. It was in court, him uh, or, or, or in the Senate. The, the, the phrase was, at you long last, sir, have you no decency? Ah, yes. And it was the moment where everyone just went, what the fuck are we doing? 
Maybe we've been be trying to be more optimistic, Alan. And I feel like today is a perfect opportunity to be that day. Like, How do you know decency? But look at this. Like, like, they, like the, all these people have to look themselves in the mirror. I mean, they, sure. this could be that moment. Am I on <laughs> one? We can... We can hope. We can oh, yeah, help, one sure. can hope. All right. Well, uh, here's the turtle man responding to that. This is the most uh, powerful member of the Republicans in the Senate. Some would call him As the leader. leader. What responsibility? Oh, do it's you called have? Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. They gave him a title. Have to try to lower the temperature in the building right now. We have a senator on your side challenging a witness to a fight. In a hearing, we have former Speaker of the House cold cocking a fellow Republican in the hall. I mean, what is your responsibility as leader to lower the temperature in this environment? Cold cocking is a funny word, right? Yeah. Also a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah. He elbowed him in the back. Cold cock is right. like right up in the jaw, right? Like yeah, cut you yeah. without you knowing. Right? No Sucker yeah. punch. Yeah. No warning. Yeah. I mean, this was still no warning, but I wouldn't say cold sure. cocking. Yeah. Also, I got to look up that entomology of cold cocking. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, I hadn't heard what you just uh, indicated. I can Look, go on. We have one member calling another member a smurf very in a <laughs> difficult to control the behavior of everybody who's in the building. Uh, I don't view that as my responsibility. Who's That's something that the uh, Capitol <laughs> Police have to deal with. Capitol Police! That Capitol Police, his response is like, well, I might be the leader, but that doesn't mean that I, like, you know, we- yeah, direct people <laughs> into how they should you know, conduct themselves like, you while they're here. To hurt all yeah. these kittens? Call the cops. Possible. Call the yeah. cops. He literally <laughs> said that. He's like, next time that happens, just call the cops. Why are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm not the guy. Yeah, I'm not the guy. I... What? Did you freeze? No, I was doing my fucking Mitch McConnell impression. Oh, well. <laughs> and we're lucky we didn't get me. that out of him, <laughs> you know? You blue screened. I know. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's make fun of the left here. I'm tired of this. Um, So that Howard Dean guy, I keep calling him Howard Dean because I can't remember his real first name. His last name is Dean. Uh, Jimmy? James Dean. James Dean. It's got to be on here somewhere. Uh, Do you see a name? Oh, I I just reported this page. God damn it. Oh, I hope they don't get in trouble. (laughs) Um, Who is this man? Peter Dean, Dean Potter. No, that's the rock climber. Can you look up guy running for president? Dean, Democrat. He's the guy that's trying to primary Biden. Running for president is Sean. Wait, what? Dean. Dean Phillips for president. That's right. Okay. Oh, there we go. Well, that was worth it. Biden's primary challenger, Representative Dean Phillips, hosted the first town hall of his campaign, and it went completely off the rails. The tension started with a question on Gaza. Can, we, can I just, you might be wondering, why is this man, what's his name again? Dean Phillips? Dean Phillips. Why is this man I've never heard of running in a popularity contest against the existing, the current president, right? Out of everybody, one, like there's my, names that we that, know yes. of. There's names we know of. Gavin Rosdale, um, Newsom. Newsom. Uh, yeah. There's all. There's you know Taylor Swift. She's not 35, but like there's Democrats out there, right? And it's Dean Phillips. Do you know why? Because campaigns cost money. He's one of the richest people in uh, Democratic politics. He's like uh, oh, that makes perfect sense. Does make sense, doesn't it? He's currently a congressman for Minnesota. Yes, and he's one of the richest members of Congress. I couldn't remember which branch he was in or which uh, chamber he was in. You, you might say he's from the House. Anyways, uh, the fact you haven't called for a ceasefire in Gaza, he's being asked that at a town hall. Get ready, America. 
They haven't called for a ceasefire in Gaza. You didn't mention how you feel about the Israeli babies. I want to understand if that empathy is across humanity or only for Palestinians. Or I am Facebook. completely empathetic to them. Phillips did not answer voter Atong Chan's follow-up questions on why he's not calling for a ceasefire. Then they debated whether or not she was being, quote, antagonistic. We treat each other in an antagonistic way. We are not going to solve the problems that are facing the country. Personally, I don't think that I was being antagonistic. I didn't accuse you of that. I said that yeah, you said Americans are not. And eventually, it turned into a shouting match. Let me ask you a question. You I'm, I'm being gaslit. I what? What they're saying is he gaslit her. I don't know. I, I, I hate the way that that term gets tossed around, but... If you're saying, hey, what do you have to say about X? And you're like, well, I didn't hear you say anything about the inverse of X. In fact, doesn't it sound like you're a monster because of that? That sounds a lot like gaslighting. I mean, if anything, he was the antagonizer in that that exchange. She says, well, how do you feel about the ceasefire in Gaza? And he says, well, how do you feel about the Israeli babies? Like, yeah, that's the gaslighting, right? Like, yeah, you, oh, yeah. so you don't care about babies? It's like, right. no, I didn't say that. But you basically did. You've This whole time you've been not caring about babies. Oh, I don't like this gaslighting thing. <laughs> spoke to Chan after the exchange. She told me that she supported Biden in 2020, but isn't sure who to vote for in 2024. I'm a black person. Sitting out would be one of the hardest things for me to ever do. There are people who've died for my right to vote. Everyone who's running right now, like they're all not people I would ever want to vote for. The event highlighted the divide in the Democratic Party over the Israel-Gaza war. While many Democrats have expressed that they want an alternative to Biden, it is unclear if Phillips is the candidate they are looking for. Uh, uh, so it's going real great over there. It would be cool if there was like a debate, though. Like, just I mean, Biden would do that. Would be cool. Dare, also, but... Chink is running. Also, oh my God, Alan. No, just I need you to not say that word again. Um, it must be like the stream that does something like compression, but it, oh. it's, you're not saying what you intend to be saying. He is running, but, uh, he, DMK where was, also running. where was, where was Cenk Uger born, Alan? Oh, uh, Turkey. Yes. Tur- Turkey. Mm. Turkey. What I know they he's like? a naturalized citizen now, but he was yeah. in the U.S., yes. Is that he's having to petition to be on the ballot? So I think right. there's some iffiness about whether that's you know he's actually. Yeah, yeah. But you he's know what? Why not run against Trump when you have an iffy place of birth on your? Uh, <laughs> that, that won't come up. It certainly wouldn't. Yeah, come up. Jesus. I'm sure he wouldn't. He would totally leave that alone. Yeah, yeah. So pa. Uh, okay, my note on this is. Oh wait, Jake Sullivan. Uh, okay, let's play this. This might have fit better in with Israel, but I do have a response to it. Israel operating. According to the rules of war? Well, Dana, I'm not going to sit here and play judge or jury on that question. What I'm going to do is state the principle of the United States on this issue. Yeah, I don't have to hear the rest of that. They asked you if Israel's playing by the rules of war, and you're saying not no. So that's a, that's a no, right? Or you're not, you're not saying yes, <laughs> so that's a no, right? I mean, he, yeah, he's certainly... Uh, so that's a no, right? Like, I'm going to say something else, because if I do answer this, I'll say no. So that's a no. They're Essentially. Not. Okay. All right. No. I recognize that I vacillate. I, I know that I was the person in the first half of the show. You had nothing for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, this clip's really long. Um, there's a million takes within it. There's no chance we play the whole thing. But uh, why don't okay. you just react a little bit 
I, I, I think it's an opinion I want to hear on the show. It's everywhere on the timeline. Everybody's like, I'm not voting for Biden. I'm not voting for Biden. So let's have a chat. Let's have a chat. Lefties, liberals, whatever you identify yourself with if you're not on the right. And yes, let's preface this with we know that none of us are happy with Biden. That we know. We, We are all on the same page. We are not happy with him. And the response I am seeing a lot of, and it is growing, is I'm not voting for Biden no matter what. Okay, so what's your plan? I'm open to hear it. I'm not happy with Biden, but what's the plan? I know a lot of you are being like, I'm not going to be shamed. I'm not shaming you. I'm asking you. I was going to ask you what you thought. Thanks. Sorry, I didn't see your hand there. (laughs) All right. So so first of all, if you look at polling, yeah, obviously there are a lot of people that aren't necessarily on board with Biden, even in the left. But there is still, I wouldn't say nobody um, is on that train. She's kind of making a, a broad general, generalization. Wait, what do you um, mean? No, who, who are these nobodies? What do you mean? When she says that we all, none of us like Biden on the left. I, yeah. I think that's that's probably. Okay, it's not zero, not but it's accurate. below 25%. Sure, sure. Okay. I'm just saying it's not everybody. But certainly there are a lot of people that are dissatisfied with Biden. A lot of people are just concerned with his age and some, you know, the seeming occasional lack of like mental continuity i, I guess sometimes i got uh, a clip is, of him pretending the room sorry oh okay i mean those are all things to be concerned about i mean i agree in that at some point at some point you have to be pragmatic in your in your politics and i hate you know it always comes up to be well what was the lesser of two evils and i don't like that as a political strategy but at some point that that in my opinion, that is what it comes down to. I know this won't change anything of how you just described that because you gave the whole yeah. thing about pragmatism, but um, we did do a thing on the show where I told you that you just bought a car with a five-year car loan, and what do you expect to expire first, your car loan or Joe Biden's second term, if you were to bet? And you think mm-hmm. you bet on your car loan. I did. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Last longer, whatever. Not bet on Biden. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. all right. What your plan is. You're not going to vote for Biden. And then what? So We're just going to listen to more of her. And I think your only response will be what you already gave. And uh, so if mm-hmm. you want to find that clip, it will be visible on the show. If you watch the show on the Patreon. Okay. Um, Absolutely. I don't want to play the whole clip anyways. I don't think people want to have to listen to it anyways. Um, this is uh, Joe doing a bit. This is Joe doing his... Uh, this is what Trump says I am bit, which is actually kind of funny. Uh, one thing about this, this is at the, I think the auto workers thing. He's wearing like a union shirt. Um, they gave him the shirt and he put it on and he put it on awkwardly. And I saw it going around on the right as look at this guy. He can't even put a shirt on Jesus Christ. It's like, I don't know, just look like an old man putting a shirt on that probably had a microphone or whatever. Right. Anyway, um, this is him right after that. That's not too much to ask. You okay? Somebody fell. I want the press to know that wasn't me. <laughs> and then uh, he backs up from the microphone and he starts doing his Roomba bit where he's like, oh, I don't know where to go. Oh, I don't know where to go. It's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. Like, I got to give him a That's lot. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah, this I is supposed to be making fun of I keep doing this. Alan, I keep telling you, the checks keep coming in. We're going to keep sneaking one good Biden <laughs> bit into these uh, best of the left ones. Um, I think I've played He's Trump. He's doing an M&M bit. Yeah, yeah. I am whatever you say I am. Yeah. 
yes, that common phrase that we use all the time, you know, just an M and M being, I am what I say I am. At least you didn't go with Popeye, right? Yeah. You kept it current with M and M. I saw um, eight mile was right. on, I was scrolling through the channels and eight miles like on one of the channels and it gives a little picture of it. Um, and it was Eminem from uh-huh. night in what, 2001. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like he was a baby. It was 22 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Um, okay. So I got Joe Biden roombaing. Um, oh, how about this? This is a clip that I think thrash sent in. This is, uh, if, if Papa, if an Appalachian Papa, Papa was the president. And I think when you think, when you listen to this, just imagine if Joe Biden had a Southern accent, I think it would be totally fine. Think about all the shenanigans he does. If he just did it with a southern accent, we'd be fine. Here, listen to this. Hello. Yeah, I'm all right, ain't you? Tell you what, we're trying to do an oil deal. Oil. Yep. Said you got some oil wells over there. Oil. How much up for them? Buddy, we appreciate you. Hey, ain't no cap. Yeah, buddy. I don't know. I can't hear a word he's saying. Can I write you a check? (laughs) Sheila, where's my checkbook? Lord, what, what am I signing? Right? Like, just imagine if that was Biden. It would be so much more palatable. It's like, oh, look at him. Sweet old man, just doing the best he can. You know? It's so endearing. He definitely yeah. has our best yeah. interests at heart. He's probably fucking up, but look at him, you know? It's, in, it's inspiring <laughs> and endearing. For? Yeah. What? How much you ought for? How much you ought for? Yeah. yeah. All. All. <laughs> I work with a guy that says all. all. I was, you got all over there? Yeah. Yeah. We keep talking over each other. I apologize. Um... <laughs> Oh, this is good. This is really good. This is actually one of my favorite clips of the week. This is your president, um, Gavin Newsom. Governor. Yeah, governor of California, Pres- Gavin Newsom. Um, they're having... Oh, how's your traffic over there with all of the leaders of Asia in San Francisco right now? Um, I saw on the news that there was a bunch of people, you know, happy to see C come into San Francisco. but President of China, President C. Yeah, but that hasn't affected me where I live. Okay. So so leading up to this, apparently San Francisco got the dog shit content creators off the streets. And in that process, it seemed a lot like what China would do to, you know, clean up its streets (laughs) before the Olympics. So um, he got asked about that in a press conference and said this. Oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true because it's true. (laughs) But it's also true for months and months and months. No, that, no, 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 the rest of that fucking matters at all. <laughs> what is wrong with him? Okay, you criticize us because of this. <laughs> I, I well, that's true. You got that one. You got me on that one. And but you know why it's true? It's, it's true. Because it's true. Yeah. Because it's true. God. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, fuck, man. Kamala laughs at that, man. Oh, my God. That's so bad. Um,. Guy, did you see him playing basketball when he was visiting China last month? And he like checked that kid and he fell down and then he like scooped him up. He's like, you're okay. You're okay. Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. It's okay. You're not going to cry. Dude, it's bad. <laughs> it was a fucking international incident, dude. And it's like, and also he's a full grown man. And this wow. was like an eight year old, you know, it was just, it was bad. Not a good look, Gavin. Uh, what does Tim say? It's like All- when you accidentally like hit your brother harder. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, it's okay. You're fine. Ha ha ha. You try to make them laugh. We all remember that. Like, oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, You're okay. Um, The, uh, yeah. What does Tim call him? All Bruce, no bat. (laughs) Is there latency? Yeah. There is latency. Yes. Why? I don't know why. Natasha, get off the internet. Like the last. 
it's only been like the last 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, I noticed it earlier when I said something like self-critical and I was expecting you to sort of chuckle and then you were like, well, that was quiet for a long time. I'm like, I know. <laughs> it was <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, we'll get through this. We've done this before. Um, yeah, we'll be good. Hey, Los, a- Los Angeles is part of uh, um, his dominion, I suppose, right? Gavin's, yeah. Yeah, I wonder One if One of the heaviest important. traveled freeways in Southern California tonight remains closed. A portion of the 10 in downtown Los Angeles shut down after a massive fire early Saturday morning. So there was a fire Saturday morning uh, and and into Sunday. I mean, I'm sure it's still down. They said that the bridge above it on the 10 freeway at like Alameda. So fucking downtown. Like that's by the, the Union Station exit. Like this, this is a major oh, wow, hub. Um, and so they say it was a homeless encampment that had a fire and then it caught, there's a, like a pallet depot there or like a pallet yard, uh, or there's two pallet yards and pallets burn great. That's why we take them to bonfires, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Pallets are awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, but I guess homeless people have like propane tanks and stuff and there was like explosions and shit like that. And they said, just like when that oh, truck burnt on the highway in Philly or wherever, um, mm-hmm. and they said like, we can't use this overpass now. The same, same thing They're in downtown LA, dude, the 10. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I heard, so I'm not like super familiar with that whole geography. It's it's like, if you're trying to get to the things. West side from anywhere else in LA, you have to get on the 10 yeah. and then go around LA there and then get back onto it. I saw some uh, Los Angelian being interviewed on the news hmm. and they're like, yeah, we just take the, this to the, that yeah. and get around it with that and this. Yeah. But it was bad all, when you had that freeway. It's not better. It's going to be worse. Right. traffic. It was worse. already bad. People yeah. in Nashville complain yeah. about the traffic and I was sitting in it today. I was like, man, the traffic's getting bad. And I was like, oh shit, it's growing on me. I'm like getting accustomed to like moderate <laughs> traffic being horrible. And I yeah. remembered that in LA, it was also bad on the other side, going the other direction and any other way that you wish to go. Like I could still get off and take another road it might be slower but i could take another road it's there is no other option and it's all horrible in la it's just so bad you should you should isolate yourself saying i could still get off um but i i remember i remember you sending me like a screenshot from your phone of your map oh I would and do it would it be like you're, you're trying to grow like you're trying to go like 20 miles and it would be like three hours that so bad. Time or it was, that would happen yeah. and that would happen like yeah. It wasn't that bad very often, but it was like two or three, four times a year. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. I yeah. Remember, yeah. I, I remember I would get that screenshot and be like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is kind of old news by now. Uh, I'm not going to play the Tommy Tuberville thing, but uh, Lindsey Graham was giving Tuberville a hard time about uh, getting people through the Senate. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I, I think we're going to skip the culture wars. This show's kind of long. This whole thing has been culture yeah. wars. Um, Chris Christie was talking about why he defends Ukraine. I'm not going to play the clip. Summarize it. It's the whole, we convinced them to give up their nuclear weapons and give them back to Russia. And we told them we'd protect so them. So now we have a responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which falls short of a written treaty in that regard. But sure. it, it's it's a good point. Um, all the logic. Sure. Let me play this clip. This was, I think from the economist this morning. Uh, Oh no, this is, (laughs) it's not, it was, uh, Tulsi Gabbard talking about why they aren't going to have elections in Ukraine. I, um, I'm not going to say I agree with Hillary Clinton, but I know why she was so tempted to call her a Russian agent in 2020. (laughs) In Ukraine, president Zelensky has already taken complete control of the media 
He has outlawed his political opposition parties, and he has banned the second largest Orthodox Christian church. I did, for one, you could have just like stopped recording and start recording when there weren't sirens in the background. Like you have <laughs> you could have more than yeah. these five minutes in your life. Um, I do want to pause at uh, I. Whenever I hear these things brought up, I'm like. I agree. And I know Ukraine's notoriously corrupt, but um, I don't know what this really helped. I think this is worth saying. I think it's great to have people saying this on the record, like for history, that there were people calling this out, that he wasn't necessarily willing to have elections and he banned his opposition, etc. I will stop you at saying it's the second largest Orthodox church in Ukraine. Yeah, you know what that one is? That is the Russian Orthodox church in of, of Ukraine. I, I get it confused. There's the Ukraine Orthodox and the Orthodox Ukrainian church. And whichever one <clears throat> is the new one, the old one is like basically F. FSB, which is KGB, right? Like I'm doing right, a lousy right. job because it's not my fucking job to know how to say these words, but I, <laughs> I, I can say this in layman's terms. It's completely infiltrated with Russian spies that like the, yes. And it's well-established. So yes, he did ban that church. I don't know what your point is. And I'm guessing if I, a podcast host, know that, and you, a former senator and a presidential candidate and someone who is a former military and is cupped abreast on these subjects, you know that too. And you're not sharing that and it's intentional. And that's when she loses credibility to me. You know, I want to like her. I I used to want to vote for her. I mean, and there are, there is precedent for leaders in during a wartime to, you know, get um, you know different powers. That's, yeah, that's but there also happens, is so. the opposite of that too. There was her example that she gives was that there were elections in South Vietnam all throughout the Vietnamese. Yep, that's what it's called, Vietnamese War. Uh, there's there's examples of. I mean, we had elections during World War Two. We elected the same guy mm-hmm, sure. every time. But um, you know, it and you know what? You know what? Zelensky has said he's willing to have elections. But he doesn't get credit for saying that because he's like, if me pay me, if America, can you pay me, please? We'll hold elections if you give me money and F-16s. Like, <laughs> but it, okay, I, I add the F-16s on the discredits the whole thing. But he's literally said that he would have elections if America would help fund it. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't blame him. It's Russia's fucking move to fuck with elections, though, right? So he's like, I, I don't trust that this won't be fucked over by the people that specialize yeah. in ruining these things. Sure. Sure. And they are a bit cash strapped over there. So. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I didn't resolve anything there. Um, <laughs> I think I'll ask you a question and we'll get the fuck out of here. Okay. Well, let's ask you too. Here's a serious one and it has relations to the previous subject. Um, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty understood that Ukraine, Ukraine is responsible for the Nord Stream explosions for demoing the Nord Stream pipelines. Um, we can talk about that, citing news sources. I think our listeners are pretty informed on the news. Uh, yeah. It was more than likely some special operation done off of a like a fishing boat, something that would mm-hmm. be under the radar. They'd use a submersible to do it. Uh, Cy Hirsch's story sucks. That one's not plausible, but there are right. there is real reporting to show that Ukraine did it. Hey, um, that was over NATO... That that affected NATO countries, right? It did. Would like Germany. Yeah, like people that bought gas from Russia via those pipelines. Mm-hmm. And the people right. died. They estimated like forty thousand people in Europe might have died that because of that. Maybe I said oh, a big so you... number. Maybe it's less. Okay, I, I think I follow where you're going. Um, does this trigger Article five? It yeah, sure sounds true. like Ukraine attacked Europe. 
a NATO ally. Yeah, you know, we're giving them a pass. They got a hall pass because of, you know, what's going on. I, I No, I see what you're saying. Absolutely. Okay. I think under different circumstances, that would be considered an act of war. Okay. All right. Well, um, it's too late to start a new fight with you, and I've been very argumentative today. <laughs> um, here's a simple one. Real simple one okay. for a couple okay. of simple, Easy simple men. Hmm. Is it, uh, I, I don't know how to say this word, Alan. Um, okay. Worcestershire. No, it's not that one. Worcestershire. It's not that. I don't think that's how you say that word, but that's not what I was trying to say. Okay. Is it Cro-Magnon or Cro-Magnon? Oh, Cro-Magnon sounds tastier. It does I, sound I, tastier. <laughs> but like, you know, if it's filet mignon, that's like the same. It's got to be Cro-Magnon. Well, is the etymology French? Because then if it were, then... I, I'm going wait, Cro-Magnon wait. from now on. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. No, let's, let's do it. Let's All do right, it. man. Well, this was a lot of fun. It's another <laughs> it one where fun. it's like fucking stupid time. Look at how late it is. I got to go to bed soon. I could talk to you for hours, man. This is a good one. Sorry for arguing with you so much, but I think oh, you liked it. Okay. None taken, baby. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Right. That's the name of the show. Cheers. Right. Dry safe. <laughs> when a guy's banging you. Y'all let me in this damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L-M-F-A-O. What in the world? This. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady, cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. <laughs> How great an anti-American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting.